This podcast contains mature content, explicit language, suggestive situations, and partial to full frontal nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Don't let your kids listen to this. What if it's just like a Y2K thing, but they've just been pushing it back a week every time? Mm. But they've been doing this since 1999. So one day the dam's going to break and the Terminator is going to take over. It really is amazing when you think about the idea that your Skype, you had this technology... You had the game in a headlock. Nobody else does this shit, man. We are the only ones who do this shit. And then this massive pandemic hits and everyone's like, yo. Marlo coming. We have to do our jobs remotely. We can't go in person. We need a technology that allows us all to talk to each other and see each other virtually. Marlo coming. And at that moment, Skype completely shits the bed. This guy was just like, we just want you to talk to your grandma. And we stop talking all at once. Hold on for a second. I'm I'm thinking here. (laughs) And Zoom comes in like that dude that works with Gil at the dealership on The Simpsons. Mm -hmm. I'll take that. It steals everything, man. Good for Zoom. Good for Zoom. Awful for Skype. And yet, what does that say about us? What do you mean? That we still use Skype? We still use Skype, yeah. I simply want to keep using it. As long as it's got this call recorder. It's just super convenient for me. And me. Call recorder is fantastic. Is it? Probably because they update it every four minutes. That's why. (laughs) We're not zooming to another technology. We're not zooming to another technology, you know? We're not zooming to the intro of this episode. I said we're not zooming... To another technology, you know? I said, isn't, isn't that, that a, a fine fun? how do you do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish that movie wasn't so long. It was perfect. No. Welcome you guys, to Cinephobe. Oh, <laughs> you guys don't like long movies, huh? Odd. I don't like long comedies. Wow. It's really got to be funny for a long comedy, you know? It's not the length. I mean, it's how you use it. It's the girth. I was watching Jerry Seinfeld talk about this the other day. He said he turned down $110 million dollars. For a 10th season of Seinfeld. Jesus Christ. $110 million. Some executives said that it would have been 110. And Seinfeld said, oh, it probably would have been more. Oh, my God. And he said because he wanted to leave it white hot for the viewer in terms of that passion for it. Didn't want it to like deteriorate at all. And then he said, you go see a stand-up comedian for an hour and 10 minutes. Great. That gets to an hour and 30. You leave feeling exhausted instead of satiated, essentially. It's also $110 million. Look. Think he's doing okay? Is he? You think he's hurting for money? Yeah. <laughs> you do? You think he's in the shits? He's in the gutter? <laughs> I got a world where, where Jerry Seinfeld is like Skype. Ah, oh, this is <laughs> If I could just get this thing to work. And Matthew Perry's Zoom, right? <laughs> he stuck around for a long time. The food alone is worth the trip. Oh, God. <laughs> if you gave me a hundred chances to come up with that line on my own before you said I could not have done it. That's going to be a great sit feud. Quote question. Oh my God. I'll never get it. Your picks have been horrible, man. It's the point. It's the point of the show. Isn't, Isn't it? Isn't it? it? It's Isn't possible. It? I don't understand what this podcast is about. Poppycock. The fuck house. On a weekly basis, we are consuming more concentrated bad movies than probably anybody in the history of mankind. Poppycock. What story? <laughs> what story? <laughs> What are you talking about? Do you want lunch? I have yet to laugh in this movie. I'll just tell you that. You picked it, motherfucker. (laughs) Just remember that. You know what the problem of Hollywood is? They make shit. 
unbelievable, unremarkable shit. So I was legitimately offended. You were offended? I was, I was offended. I didn't know you could get offended. I was offended. This did it. If I were gay, I wouldn't be offended. They're fucking making shit up, I mean. Inconsequential detail after inconsequential yeah. detail after inconsequential detail. Please don't lie. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm there holding a mic in my hands and now I'm talking yeah, all over. <laughs> The podcast, we break down the movies you're afraid to admit you love. I'm Zach Harper. That's Amin Al-Hassan. That's Anthony Mays. We want reviews. Leave us a review. Make sure you're checking out CT5 on the feed in your review. Leave CT5 suggestions. You may have for your CT5 list. Whatever ideas you got, you put them in that review. 6,185 ratings on Apple. Top five from Greylander One. Do top five movie moments that made you laugh the hardest. Also, top five outfits. Oh, man. You bingos are the best. Oh, well, not a compliment. No, it could be anything, Zach. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it could be anything offensive. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it could be any of the things in this movie. Yeah, for real. Oh, <laughs> baby. I had a meter and I just ran out at some point. Yeah, there's no way. There's just no way you could keep up. Top five things that made me laugh the hardest. It's hard because what ends up happening is... <laughs> You listen to old episodes and you remember, oh, that's right, man. Like, I forgot about this. So, Zach, you and I both were listening to Heart Condition recently. Oh, man. That whole movie. And I laughed so hard at the part where you're like, as far as Bob Hoskins is concerned, she's a hooker. Oh, <laughs> You're a hooker. You're a hooker. <laughs> you're a cashier. <laughs> Want to remind everybody, make sure you're signed up for the Patreon. Patreon.com slash count the dings. Get access to all the Rewatchington live events, even the old ones that have already happened. We just did. Well, I don't know what we just did. We did Mr. Magoo right before this taping. Mm-hmm. Great episode. Great Rewatchington. That was a fun rewatch. And you can watch all the old Rewatchingtons. Mm. If you get into the Discord, there's a folder that has all of the videos of the previous Rewatchingtons. They're up to like 15 now. So that's quite a little selection for you there. Do you really want to mess that timeline up? Mm-hmm. Rewatch those rewatchingtons. You can rewatch those rewatchingtons, and I urge you to. Yes, but I hope it should inspire you to join us for a rewatching. Yeah, because I really think that's the fun part is seeing the group chat. The chat brings it, man. I mean, I know all of you guys probably watch these movies. If not that, then at least listen to the pod and and maybe have your own remarks and stuff like that. And rewatching to gives you an opportunity to throw those in and be a part of that. And the ones that are good, man, hey, when we laugh at them too, and we call them out right there in the middle of the rewatch. So yeah, man, be a Patreon. And a lot of the times, people haven't seen the movie yet, so it's a Washington for them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And there's no better way to experience some of these pieces of shit than as a group. <laughs> General Washington. By the way, General Washington. If you have a submission, submit it. So a reminder, it needs to be 40% or lower on the Rotten Tomatoes audience or critic score. All right. Get that daisy chain going. As hot as that sounds. Chain, chain, chain. Chain, chain, chain. Liam 
Neeson month led us to Blacklight. It didn't. Aiden Quinn took us to Practical Magic. Sandy Bullock took us to Speed 2 Cruise Control. Tamara Morrison, Barbwire, Clint Howard, Waterboy, Brett Rice. We all know who that is. Brought us to Fled. Lawrence Fishburne, back to back. Ice Road and Event Horizon. Jack Noseworthy, Encino Man. Jeffrey Anderson, Gunter, Jag took us to Don't Be a Menace. Tracy Sherelle Jones, Bringing Down the House. Eugene Levy took us to Almost Heroes. Christopher Guest, The Invention of Lying. Jonah Hill went back to back. Accepted in Grandma's Boy. I guess Rob Schneider brought us to You Don't Mess with the Zohan. I didn't finish this part. There we go. Now, Maze is using a manual shrieky. We're going shrieky! To bring us to the 2005 comedy waiting dot 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 the ellipsis is important it is oh what'd you have independent black comedy i'm taking the l here oh what oh yeah are any black people in this movie mm, yeah shy mcbride oh shy mcbride yeah yeah, yeah. Duh, official. the type of humor not the huh what skin tone whoa, other whoa. black comedy nobody calling anybody an st other black comedies in cinephobe history are the heartbreak kid white chicks problem child uh-huh Leprechaun in the Hood, what? Buddy comedy slasher, and Three Thousand Miles to Graceland, black comedy crime. <laughs> that itself is a crime. That genre. That's no good. I don't remember what was the comedy in that movie. It's I not. gotta listen to that episode again. There's none. Are you saying this comedy is black? Not <laughs> indeed. Waiting. Dot dot dot. Stars Ryan Reynolds. Anna Ferris and Justin Long. Okay, so every single person. In the top 15 of the cast is either a repeat offender or is in the movie still waiting the sequel, which is eligible. Just put that at the top. Yeah, just get the Brokeback Mountain out of the way. I wish I knew how to quit you. It applies for everything. It is. Okay. Eight-time repeat offender Ryan Reynolds, Six Underground, Million Ways to Die in the West, R.I.P.D., Smoking Aces, Blade Trinity, Red Notice, and Green Lantern. He had Harold and Kumar along with Blade Trinity in 2004, this movie, Just Friends, which I was disappointed does not qualify, mm -hmm. and Amityville Horror in 2005, and then Smoke and Aces in 2006. I don't remember him in Harold and Kumar. He's a cameo as a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought this was earlier for him. I thought this was after Van Wilder. I did too. But it's after Blade Trinity, which is bizarre. Anna Ferris, three-time repeat offender, movie 43, and Scary Movie 3. She had Lost in Translation and Scary Movie 3 in 2003. Just Friends, this movie, Southern Bells, and Brokeback Mountain in 2005. Wow, I wish I knew how to quit her. And he did. Spoiler alert. And Scary Movie 4 and My Super Ex-Girlfriend in 2006. Oh, uh, Super Ex-Girlfriend. Is that with the Uma Thurman? Yeah, does that qualify? Has to. That movie was awful. Ooh, maybe I changed my pick. Yep, 40%. Oh! Wow. 31 audience, so safe. Four-time repeat offender Justin Long, movie 43, accepted in The Breakup. He had Dodgeball in 2004, Herbie Fully Loaded, and this movie in 2005, and The Breakup accepted an Idiocracy in 2006. That's a good run. Crushing it. Repeat offender David Koechner from Drillbit Taylor Semi-Pro and The Goods. Repeat offender Luis Guzman from Pluto Nash and Snake Eyes. Repeat offender Shy McBride from Great White Hype and Gone in 60 Seconds. John Francis Daly from Horrible Bosses, The Incredible Burt Wonderstone, and Game Night. He's Sam Weir in Freaks and Geeks, so he was Linda Cardellini's brother. Caitlin Doubleday, repeat offender from Accepted, and obviously her brother, Ronnie Doubleday. <laughs> he reads to him and paints some pretty pictures. Should have seen that shit coming, but I did it again. Rob Benedict from <laughs> Kicking and screaming and still waiting. Alana Ubach, repeat offender from Sister Act 2 back in the habit and virtuosity. 
Andy Milanakis from Turn of the Century Bitch Internet. Yeah, his MTV show from 05 to 07 is the epitome of Turn of the Century Bitch. My roommate at the time loved it. Yeah. And I could not stand that shit. He would watch it every time it was on. His viral breakthrough was on January 26th, 2003. He decided not to attend a friend's Super Bowl party and instead recorded a video titled quote, the Super Bowl is gay, where he strums an acoustic guitar and calls things gay. Yep, my friend had that thing memorized. Oh, wow. He was really about that Milanakis life. My first note when he comes on screen is he is the physical embodiment yeah. of TOCB. Mm-hmm. He's like virtuosity where they <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> upload the algorithm into Russell Crowe's body. Yep. That is Andy Milanakis. Repeat offender Dane Cook from Good Luck Chuck. Jordan Ladd, repeat offender from Club Dread. Our Daisy Chain Link. Emmanuel Shrieky from You Don't Mess With The Zohan and Future Sport. Repeat offender Wendy Malik from The Goods. Clay Chamberlain, who's a repeat offender from Green Lantern. Skylar Stone, repeat offender from Accepted. Jordan Warner, repeat offender from Waterboy. Lauren Swinney, repeat offender from Left Behind. Waiting was written and directed by Rob McKittrick. Only other thing he's directed is a TV miniseries called John Davis Gets a Sex Robot. Yep, he got writing credit for Still Waiting, and he randomly wrote the movie Tag. Also a short called It Has Begun, colon, Bananapocalypse. Once the Bananapocalypse starts, it's not going to stop. Synopsis for Waiting. Young employees at Shenanigans Restaurant collectively stave off boredom and adulthood with their antics. Tagline, hungry for laughs, parentheses DVD. We have an avalanche of taglines. Okay. If you don't like it, beat it. Oh, yeah. I mean, sure. A comedy of massive portions. No, that's terrible. No one's going to make it big here. Mm. This is not what I ordered. These are not good taglines. No. Never fuck with the people that serve you food. Okay, Okay, yes. This is the movie that taught me that. I think this is a typo, but I just copy and pasted it straight, so this isn't me. Chicken flied steak, anyone? Oh, easy, Zach. (laughs) That's IMDb. I didn't do shit. I care about you, Zach. (laughs) Supercharged, just in case. And then last one, what happens in the kitchen ends up on the plate. That's the second best one, which isn't saying much. $3 million estimated budget. Pennies. Gross 16.1 million US, 18.6 million worldwide. And I can't even imagine the DVD sales. I had it. It makes sense that it got a straight to DVD sequel, but surprised that it didn't get Rob McKittrick anything else. He must have really not had any ideas. Yeah, he must have really just been like, I'm just going to live off this. He's still waiting on those residuals. Ah, you said it. Before we jump to this movie, you listen to the rest of this podcast. Waiting is available on Hulu and on Tubi. Estimated DVD sales, 40 million, according to the numbers.com. For some reason, that sounds low to me. Seems real low. Waiting receives 30% from the critics on 93 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, 75% from the audience on over 100,000 ratings. I mean, check the positive or the negative reviews. I kind of like this dish, so I'm going to go with the plate half full. Give me the positives. If you'd like the dish, the plate would be empty. Right. Unless he's savoring it, right? Like, oh, I don't want to wolf this down. He wants leftovers. Always, always get leftovers. Call back. Hey, John. That's weird. That glass looks half full to me. Wow. Now that you mention it, it is half full. Felix Vasquez Jr. of Cinema Crazed. Very vascular. It made me laugh out loud a lot and wildly, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Were there periods between all of those? Commas. Oh, 
That's even worse. Yeah. Or is this one of those ones where every positive review is going to say they loved it, but they have to apologize for loving it? Brian McKay at eFilmCritic.com. Okay. Despite its flaws, mm-hmm. it really is a funny, witty, and surprisingly charming slob comedy. All right. Good to know. Slobbity. Darren Reedy of Village Voice. Reedy alone. The funniest scene is also the saddest. The kitchen crew, having cleaned up watching the clock like New Year's, goes nuts when a couple is seated a minute before closing. (laughs) This is pain. Batman worked in a kitchen. Golden Dumpster nominee. Oh, my God. Luis Guzman waving the towel. As far as I'm concerned, there is a two-person horse race for ass off, and it's not any of the main actors. Interesting. Peter Vonderhaar of Film Threat. I wonder how you're doing. I wonder. Maybe you be careful as well. Uh, if McKittrick didn't work at a restaurant himself, uh, he must have lived with someone who did. He did. I'll save you some time there. He worked in a restaurant. Ken Fox of TV Guide. Fox you. And we'll fox with each other. Hi. An obvious but undeniably funny mix of National Lampoon's Animal House and Clerks, writer-director Rob McKittrick's feature debut is a comedy for those without a gag reflex and for shut-ins who never plan to eat in a restaurant ever again. Okay. Peter Hartlob of San Francisco Chronicle. This movie's two goals are to be over-the-top funny and remind audience members what it feels like to be in your early 20s without a plan, and it's a complete success in both areas. And to work at a restaurant. Why? I don't know. What's with the... I don't know. Okay. Tom Long of Detroit News. If you're looking for a hefty serving of rude fun with a side of light meaning, order up waiting. Some user reviews. User James T, four out of five. I laugh my ass off. Captures the kind of craziness you get when a bunch of 20-somethings are all working together. Reminded me of working in the garage of a -a rent-a-car as a young dude. Lots of fun. Yeah. Reminiscent. (laughs) Rusty? Remember that time I worked in the garage of the rent-a-car and I got the mega huge boner? Remember the time you were playing cards watching the security camera? Blank user, five out of five. The best movie ever about working the crappiest job. Waiting, tables, and working restaurants sucks hard. The pay, the hours, and worst of all, the customers. Oh, I'm sorry. The guests. Best part of the job was hooking up and the after parties. <laughs> Great movie. High rewatch value. He's not wrong. Blank user. Three and a half out of five. This was a classic when I was growing up, but since I didn't rate it back then, I'm only giving it a three five. Solid. Reduced inflation. Blank user. Four and a half out of five stars. Hard to get unless you work in this business. And it's so true. All of it. I have worked for the likes of Ramsey, Raymond Blanc, and numerous other chefs. And this is how it was. Will it ever be again this way? Or will the restaurant game remains changed forever? So many stories. I could make 10 sequels to this. Watch it. It's fun. It's real. Don't ever eat out again. Ha ha ha. Jesus. I would really hope that the caliber of chefs he's working for there's a slight difference between that and this movie. Nah, same thing as Dane Cook. And the last one, blank user, five out of five. Funniest shit I've seen since Dave Chappelle's show. <laughs> okay. I think that's just a synopsis of the time, really. Sure. I hope that he wrote that in 2017. <laughs> Negative reviews. Stop being a pessimist. This tank is not half full. It's half empty. Bob Grimm of Sacramento News and Review. Trying to do for steakhouses what Caddyshack did for golf courses, this meager movie aims to make the world of baked potatoes and porterhouses a haven for memorable profanity. Crude. Is that negative? He compared it to Caddyshack. Maybe he didn't like Caddyshack. Matthew Turner of View London. Turner? I hardly know her. He'd have more fun actually working in a restaurant. Probably. No. 
Urban Cinephile Critics of Urban Cinephile. Subplots include a running gag where the guys all compete at flashing their dicks. You know it's a 21st century movie huh? because the characters are self-conscious about their sexism and homophobia. Wait a second. Are they? Hold on. <laughs> Interesting. That person wanted to say 20th century, bitch. We got to mix up with 21st century man, which is a very different kind of movie, I must say. I think he was saying that it's soft. Really? That he wanted it to be worse. Well, he says that they're self-conscious about their sexism and homophobia, yeah. and I don't think they are. I think they're very comfortable with it. I don't think they are either, so that means that his gauge is totally off. Oh, so this guy thought it was 21st century ma'am, in other words. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, kudos to him for at least getting the terminology right. Wake up! This is the 20 fucking first century! Ken Hankey of Mountain Express, Asheville, North Carolina. Heidi ho <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> if this movie had a brain, it would take it out and scribble graffiti of the for a good time call dot 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 variety on it. Terrible. Jackie K. Cooper of JackieKCooper.com. JKC. If you think Deuce Bigelow, European <laughs> Gigolo, is the worst movie of the year, wrong. Wrong. You got it wrong. <laughs> Waiting is the winner by a mile. I would take this every single time over Deuce Bigelow, too. Mike Clark of USA Today, as in waiting for it to be over. Tina Louise Reed of LA Weekly. If side-splitting laughter is what you crave, waiting will leave you hungry for a slice of American pie. Topical? Oh, I see what he did there. Yeah, clever. Joshua Tyler of Cinema Blend. There's nothing here but penis jokes and the glorification of statutory rape. Not wrong. It is very, very comfortable with the statutory rape. And then final one, Edward Douglas of ComingSoon.net. I completely blame Kevin Smith for the existence of this movie. Okay, yeah. The clerks dynasty we will get a means first note maze's first note and my first note after these pre-recorded messages hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Amin, what is your first note? Another movie I saw a lot 15 years ago and never since. Maze? I never worked in a restaurant and this movie might have been the reason why. My first note, I thought I was scooping Amin, but you just answered it. Have you guys ever worked in the service industry like ah, this? Feature callback. <laughs> oh, you did scoop me. It took me a while to ask that question though, so. Oh, did I? Oh, shit. Okay. Did we talk about this on Slam and Salmon? I believe we did. Never did, but I did date and live with someone who was a server for a long time. How long was Derek a server? Well, he had so many different jobs and kind of all over. It's hard to say. Justin Long gets out of the car. He's walking slowly and defeatedly into a house, and he walks into a rager. Home sweet home. Brian tosses him a beer. Everyone's drinking and smoking. Oh, party montage. They're cheersing. They're smoking. Extreme close-ups of the lips hitting the joint and exhaling the smoke. Ryan yelling, no, you fucking idiot. I've worked at a restaurant my whole life. Everybody laughs. Luis is going to stick his dick in the mashed potatoes. Woo! Have you ever stuck your dick into food stuff is my question. <laughs> well... <laughs> There's the first question of the day. Here we go. And I shit you not, that question directly precedes, have either of you worked in food service before? <laughs> the first question was, ever stick your dick into food stuff? No, no. I don't believe I have. I mean? You? No. 
Absolutely not. American Pie really made that a thing. Yeah. I also said cigarettes being put out in an ashtray, 20 CB. There's a lot of smoking in this movie. A lot of smoking. I felt like it was too late. I agree. I thought... That was a holdover from McKittrick's 20th century bitch experience. Mm. Yeah. Like maybe when he wrote the script, this was a thing. Because mm-hmm. there's a very specific smoking joke that I have a lot of questions about that comes up. Next morning, a phone call with an answering machine wakes him up. It's his mom reminding him about lunch. He tries to turn the alarm clock off when it rings. I've said that's 20 CB. It is. Also, that's a nice house phone. Cordless speakerphone capabilities, lots of features, lots of buttons. That was a nice one, man. That's a gift. He didn't buy that. No. Graduation gift? Mom wants to know if he forgot lunch with her. He rolls over, didn't know Amy was there. And he is wearing what I call Babs, some big ass boxer shorts. (laughs) 90s ass shorts. She knew that he forgot she was there. He says he'll see her at work. You know, it's funny. I forgot the plot of the movie. So I thought one of the big plot points is he's cheating on her. Oh, or you just think that all white women look alike no no well like when he saw her well, i guess that all right never mind yeah i was gonna say when he saw her outside the restaurant later oh gotcha i was like oh shit man you got a girl <laughs> yep and it's her yeah i would have been an awful friend <laughs> oh my god i can't imagine you with white friends in college you would have been a terrorist ruining relationships left and right you're fist bumping your boy for hanging out with his girlfriend every day no. She shows up, same thing every night, always looking the same. You're like, yeah, different girl every night for you, huh, Ryan? <laughs> no, no. Damn, homie. Worse than that. You guys remember the Seinfeld episode where Jerry's dating this woman who looks different in different lights? Yeah. And then she runs into Kramer on the street. She's like, oh, I'm Jerry's girlfriend. And Kramer's like, Look, I don't know who you think you are, but I met <laughs> Jerry's girlfriend. <laughs> All right, it's crap all over the walls at shenanigans. No rhyme or reason to the theme, and this place needs Team Taffer. Oh. There's taxidermied animals, a jackalope, which is a rabbit with antlers, but we've got two repeat offenders. That's right, Abraham Lincoln and the Eiffel Tower on the same wall. Wow. This movie is breaking repeat offender records. How about that? I literally had to stop myself and say, stop, stop. Making Taffer references. <laughs> Same note, too. There's a scene where Keckner is in the back trying to like figure out which one is medium rare. And I like, because uh-huh. you don't have any systems. Yeah. But I didn't say it like funny <laughs> as a note. I mean, it's just how you think now. Exactly. <laughs> Same. I went to a bar the other day and the service was not good. They weren't communicating with each other, the bartenders. Yeah. You guys have no systems. Dude, I feel like, yo, I could really like walk in and work at a bar. And I'm not saying that'd be great, but I think I'd be more proficient than a complete novice should be. They'd be like, I mean, it's not very good, but if they tell, hey, you know, he's never worked at a bar before. Like, get out of here. No, 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 no way. He's got systems. He's got systems. You would have an understanding of what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like somebody watching a basketball game and saying like, oh, yeah, I could I could drop 12 points. I could drop 20. No, it's different, man. This isn't about physical ability. Yeah. It's about understanding systems. I know the playbook. I know the terminology. I'd be good. You're not just being dropped into a basketball game where you don't know the plays. Yeah. You know what's going on. I'd be in the right place at the right time. I'd just be missing all the shots because I'm not good. I'm with Amin on this. Of course you're with Amin on this. You think the same thing. Oh, I could absolutely run a bar right now open a bar you cowards do it right now first of all that would be a great bar rescue episode call it bingos zach harper and amino hassan were two podcasters that decided to open their own bar <laughs> two podcasters from the nba world but they've dropped the ball with this bar called bingos they're two hundred thousand dollars in debt <laughs> and they've only been open a week decided <laughs> to open the books <laughs> a massive bling bling sign is hanging there t-o-c-b oh boy 
Ryan walks in and sees the teenage hostess. Teenage hostess. Hey there, Natasha. Yeah. Go ahead and say the line. Trying to get me to say it? Clip it, Maze. No. You wanted to say bingo instead? How's my favorite bingo doing yeah, today? Yeah, how's my favorite bingo doing today? There's plenty of them in this movie. You won't notice. There's a lot of landmines in this one, man. I'll say it's not a bingo word, but it's clearly like not an appropriate. Then say the line. How's my favorite minor today? And I said, oh, problematic? Question mark? Yes. And then she says she's hungover and he says, oh, I must say there's nothing more attractive than tainted youth. Oh. Yes, I am indeed a pervert. And I said, well, I guess there's my answer. <laughs> You guys said this movie is problematic. I did not remember it as such. Really? Oh, man. Fast and furious with it. Yes. Does that offend you? Nope. I think most tainted youths end up being perverts. Good answer. That's on wax. Mm -hmm. He walks away very impressed. And she says, oh, and Monty, just so you know, I'm only a minor for another week. I turn 18 on Wednesday. Guess I better hurry up then. Oh. I don't have much time. Uh. My next note, Maze, is this classic grooming. I don't know. Okay, you don't get that far. What's grooming, Zach? <laughs> How do you know about that? I've read many terrible, terrible stories about Chris D'Elia. Thank you very much. Oh, shit. He's got another one out now, right? Of course he does. I've read many terrible, terrible stories. When you said terrible stories, I thought, oh, shit, so not well written, huh? I read one and then I decide, you know what? I don't think I fully got the picture. I got to go back again. I take a red pen to it. These are the problems I have with this. Just to be clear, our two 20-somethings, by the way, in this movie are named Dean and Monty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are very old names. Kechner's the manager. He introduces Monty to Mitch. It's Mitch's first day. And I love that Monty refuses to shake his hand. Just ignores him. Complete power move. Yeah. Mitch is great. Fantastic. John Francis Daly. He's perfect in this role as the newbie who can literally never get a word in. That's one of my favorite recurring bits that everyone cuts him off. Mm -hmm. Hector says train him on everything while it's slow. When the dinner rush hits, they'll have him watch training videos, have him on the floor by early next week. Sound good? Mitch starts talking. Kechner plows through him. All right, then. Is this a walk and talks position or a quick tours position? Oh, this is walk and talks position, man. Okay. The purpose of the walk is irrelevant. Well, Mitch, you ever worked in a restaurant before? Actually, yeah. Well, it doesn't really matter anyway. Working in a restaurant's all about learning a routine. If he wants to work here in this restaurant, I really think you need to ask yourself one simple question. How do you feel about frontal male nudity? Ha! <laughs> How do you guys feel about frontal male nudity? I'm fine seeing a dick. I don't have a problem like in a locker room or anything like that. Like I'm good. Nice little gander in there. If it if it if it warrants it, you know. You ever do a double take, Zach? Oh, I've done a double take. <laughs> take two. You looked and like what? What? <laughs> what? Mace? I don't think I could play this game. Yo, I could absolutely play this game. I asked this question because I thought to myself, this sounds like the kind of game they played at Oakley. <laughs> no, we would have never played this at the fine establishment that is Oakley. But if I worked in a place that played this game, I would have definitely done this. I would have been the fucking Michael Jordan of this thing. Atop the leaderboard. Yeah. <laughs> it feels really fratty, right? Yeah, it does feel fratty. I don't know. It feels like, you know. Dudes dudin'. In your 20s, you don't really care about life. Except Luis Guzman. <laughs> well, he's yeah, an old man. <laughs> an old Hispanic man. I like Mitch's nervous laughter here and then the serious awkward stare. What the? Pretty fucked up, huh? And he panics. See, the reason I ask is for most of the guys that work here, like a play this little game that involves flashing their genitalia to each other. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Now, the exact object of the game is to get the other participants to unknowingly look at your testicles and or penis. And if they do, you ridicule them mercilessly for being a bingo. Yeah. You get to kick them in the ass. <laughs> that's one. But that's... I know. I know. 
It's demented, depraved, senseless, all true. How is it this kid's voice cracks every time he talks? Ryan's ass off, by the way, this soul searching he does while he says all this. Yeah. And there are rules to this game, different variations on how to show your dick and or balls, which allow for more kicks. We're going to get into that later. Right now, first thing you have to do is look deep inside yourself and figure out you can take an eyeful of that. This is peak Ryan Reynolds with the facial expressions and the shifts and the volume adjustments. This is before he became an action star. I know Blade Trinity had already have him, but that didn't count because that movie sucks. Wow. Justin shows up at his mom's house with a basket of laundry. Classic. She asks if he's taken any interesting classes. He's wearing a baseball tee, jeans, and hard bottom brown shoes. Yeah. I want to say, like, those type of shoes that you get from Aldo or Clark's or whatever, yeah. like, that was a lot more prevalent to wear casually with jeans. Both his teachers have mustaches. Well, that's just terrific. I yelled, Bartleby! Oh, man, the Bartleby comparisons. This is a bizarro Bartleby here. Mm-hmm. In an alternate universe where community colleges exist. Same exact note, too. <laughs> Mom goes reminiscent. She brings up Chet Miller. There's a very distracting radio built into the wall behind him with yes. six dials on it. I don't know if you guys saw that. I didn't see that. What? I did. I was like, is this 19th century wench? It was big enough to be an air conditioner. Midway up the wall. It's not like a standalone. And it was definitely a radio because it had that long strip with all the frequencies on it with the yes. bar meter that goes back and forth. I was blown away. That was the oldest looking piece of technology I've seen in so long. At first, I thought it was an intercom. Then I remembered they live in a house. They wouldn't have an intercom. Chet Miller, didn't you two have all the same <laughs> honors classes together? <laughs> we sure did. Sounds like he's doing really well. He graduated with a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering. Very passive aggressive approach by mom. Oh my God. My mom would have guilted the shit out of me. Well, I would say would have did guilt the shit out of me when I was going through my academic issues. <laughs> Zach, did your parents guilt the shit out of you when you were going through your academic issues? No, they were just like, figure it out. Okay, you fucked up. Go figure out what you want to do. And you said, I'm going to Oakley. No. <laughs> Taking my talents to the Oakley. No, <laughs> I was at the Gap and then I was at the Raiders and then I was at Oakley. Okay, it took me a little while to find my way to Oakley. You still got them, Oakley? Chet's got a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering. Mom is showing off her degree in exposition. Ah, Pain. Wow, his parents must be really proud, huh? Always love these get-togethers. I think we really broke through there. And yes, he's Bartleby, but less fraudulent. Uh-huh, he sure is. Back to the restaurant. Monty says, let me tell you something. My trainer, that bastard, didn't pre-warn me at all. Set me up big time. Bust out the harmonica, mean flashback. I do really enjoy... How Ryan is acting younger here. Ass off. Yeah, fresh face, naive. They put some makeup on him. But it's the walk. It's the way he walks. <laughs> yep. The walk is very, like, upright. And move the arms a lot. He goes around the corner. Camera pans back through a guy's legs. Look, Look at the log, log bitch. <laughs> He's hanging. <laughs> the guy's hanging. He's hanging. <laughs> He's definitely hanging. He's hanging, dog. There are a few things in this world more unsettling than going into the back to grab some condiments and ending up staring at a huge steaming pile of cock and then he shudders uh, yeah, yeah. and he's ass off when he shudders and he's ass off when he realizes mitch is standing right next to him ah. <laughs> not quite kevin nealon but not far from it justin and amy and anna all show up in different cars okay that's what i mean thought a lot of things going on here first of all <laughs> number one because the first thing i saw was justin long's messenger bag tocb that shit was everywhere 
It nearly killed the backpack. What a time. What a stupid time. Dude, I had him. I was so proud that I never gave him, man. Second note, Anna Ferris, zero cheeks. Oh, my God. She's damn near Helen Hunt territory, if we're being honest. Jesus. It's not a, if we're being honest. We don't have to mention it at all. I just want to remind you. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm the, the problematic one. Did you, have you watched this movie? <laughs> and third of all, this is the part where I was like, oh, shit, dude. You thought he was cheating. <laughs> They start flirting. I was like, oh, fuck, man. Fireworks on the way. Oh, you and Monty were crazy last night. When you two are together, you're perverts. All of you. You can go five minutes without referencing your genitals. I'll be amazed. Cut back to Mitch's terrified face. I know what you're thinking now. You think we're all gay, don't you? Ryan has his undershirt rolled up above the nips. There's a grip meter machine in the foreground. <laughs> 20 CB. Yeah, he's showing off the abs and the cum gutters. Yeah. You think we're all just a bunch of deviant lifestyle living, same sex having motherfuckers. Am I right? Yeah. Well, well listen, you can put that bingo baby to bed right now. That's number three. None of the guys that work here are gay. <laughs> I mean, I'll stick my finger in my ass every now and again when I'm feeling squirrely, but that's about the extent of it. Just then, Justin, Anna, and Amy all walked in. It's absolutely true. I've seen him do it. See what I mean? Perverts. Ryan mimes fisting and says he's seen her use more than a finger. And then he fist bumps Justin. Keep that fist continuity going. Monty and Dean say hi. Monty smells them. What's wrong? Dean will tell him later. You know, when he smelled them, I thought this is all about him. Well, you have a different movie going on at this point. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit, man. This is going to be a real major plot liftoff point. You thought he smelled the stink on him? The shame. It also kind of makes sense as it keeps going. Yeah. What are you going to do? You got to shoot or get off the pot. I could see why this would carry on for you. Yeah. Your initial racism not setting you straight. It was just a lack of clarity. That's all. He tells Mitch he has nothing to worry about. It's just a game. Besides, if heterosexual men can't show their cocks to each other, what the hell are we doing here? Amen, brother. Dean tweaks Mitch's nipple and says adorable. Monty introduces Mitch to Shy McBride, a.k.a. Bishop. Ass off. Takes a cigarette from behind his ear and lights it. In the kitchen. Everyone's smoking, dude. Everywhere. I know he's a dishwasher, but come on, man. Mitch, I want you to do a couple things for me. First... I want you to observe very closely your surrounding today. Take everything in. Leave no mental stone unturned. Can you do that for me, Mitch? Good. Then, I want you to think about what your life would be like if you'd have been born blind. And I realized that he talks and says foist like Pretzi. I thought he invented Foist. He says it also in Let's Go to Prison, which I watched recently, which again is very 1930s, 1940s Brooklyn. He also says, leave no mental stone untoined, which is confused. Monty says, go, 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 go. Still showing him around the wait station, the computer where you put orders in, and Alana comes in hot. Oh, Naomi's the fucking best, man. I hate this fucking place sometimes, you know? I mean, why the fuck do we need four more people on at this time of day, man? Look at this place. It's fucking dead. It's where Danny's cleaned the shit out of his fucking brain sometimes, man. Fucking asshole. What are you looking at, fuckwad? That's Naomi. And she's been working here Way too long. But she's actually a pretty sweet girl when she's drunk. She is a top five yeller. Oh my God. She's a top five swearer. What are you looking at, fuckwad? She's like a tiny, beautiful little Lewis Black. When she screams, I swear Dan needs to fucking clean the shit out of his brains or whatever. Ryan very subtly wipes his upper lip and then looks at his fingers 
indicating that she has just spit on him. <laughs> but it is so subtle. Luis the cook is out back by the dumpster. That's mine. <laughs> Stay out of it. <laughs> Tim and Jordan Ladd outside. Come on, baby. It's nothing like that. It's true. You treat me like a piece of meat. In flesh and tendon. Not just any piece of meat, baby. A prime rib. Really? Yeah, you just ooze his sexuality. Yeah, but why does it always have to be about my looks? Just because I dress slutty doesn't mean I am slutty. And I wrote, I don't know what it means notes are, but we should probably skip them. No, come on, man. <laughs> that just reminded me of the Dave Chappelle. Just because I'm dressed this way does not make me a whore. I, Dave Chappelle, the comedian, walked around dressed like a police officer <laughs> and someone was getting around like oh thank god the police is help me help me <laughs> oh, just because i am dressed this way <laughs> brian shows mitch the loading dock for deliveries the dumpster for the trash oh and these two fun-loving pieces of wannabe gangster shit are naked fucking times i told you man it's the fucking t-dog yo sorry g hey yo bitch makes you think i won't cut you oh Come on now, dog. You know I'm just fucking with you. You know I give you the mad, fat, super fly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Yo, it's almost 420, dog. Let's go. Oh, man, it really is 2005. It's like a G-Dog on a fly tip. Ryan throws up the west side as they go past. Yeah. I just refer to them as T-Dog and fly tip the rest of my notes. I'm so shocked. I was waiting for an N-word to be dropped somewhere. Those guys should be sterilized, and I'm not kidding at all. Tells Mitch he doesn't talk much, but then immediately cuts him off. That's okay. I didn't talk much when I first started working here either. At least his name is Radimus, which is a hell of a name. That's a great name, man. Especially after I just listened to Heart Condition. Because Denzel's name is like Napoleon. Sounds right. His brother's name was something Greek philosophy or something. I can't remember what it was. Archimedes. Archimedes. That's what it was. Yeah. Luis says hi. Monty asks how he and Danielle are doing. So they were arguing. It'd be a shame if they broke up. Really good together. Got to them in the kitchen. Luis says, fuck off. Okay. <laughs> Even if we did break up, you stand no chance in hell, man. She's got this thing about dating grown men who've had sex with 16 year olds. That's how you derail a dirty Mac attempt, folks. Well, attempt to. Look, see, that's the problem with women. Okay. They're always trying to project their own values on you. My next note. I'm curious how much Amin pretends that I'm Ryan Reynolds to project himself onto me as a distraction to the listeners wait what i thought that you were going to try to say that i'm the sexually depraved one i mean i have a healthy relationship with sex so I, that's not an issue for me don't agree ah virgin blood oh, oh we're not doing the movie sorry oh this is a movie okay gotcha <laughs> manuel is the bartender is sloan she makes justin a blended strawberry daiquiri or something yeah i don't know what that was the daisy chain has been activated <laughs> She's Tyla. You rock. Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah, Tyla. Tyla the creator. You're the coolest girl in the whole school. Every time I look at you, I wish I was a lesbian. What a coincidence. Every time I look at you, I'm glad I'm a lesbian. Banter. Calvin is on the phone leaving a message for Christy. He's on his cell phone at a bank of pay phones in a restaurant. Yeah. Good Lord. This is another peak turn of the century bitch situation. Well, it's a turn of the century bitch situation. It's a 20th century bitch setup. Never seen a bank of telephones. I don't think I've ever seen more than two pay phones in a restaurant. Like this is goddamn Grand Central Station at this point. Four phones in a row. What's happening? Is the big boxing match about to end and a bunch of reporters about to rush in? He says on the phone, you owe me. Just kidding. You don't owe me anything. <laughs> Awkward. Stage five clicker, man. Monty gets Dean to tell him what's wrong. Talk to me, Goose. Reverence. Tactical redundancy about Chet Miller. Tall guy? Kind of smelled like my dad's ass. 
That's the one. Exposition from Dean that they haven't graduated from community college yet. No AA degree. Yeah, that was where I had the accepted note. Oh, man. I forgot to say the daisy chain line. Daisy chain achieved. And I can't even remember what the sound effect was. Ah. Fuck, never mind. I clipped it already. You're good. <laughs> good. Thank you. <laughs> That's how it goes. What can you even do with an AA degree? You can get a job substitute teaching for bingo, kids. Or something. Exactly. And bingo, in the first 15 minutes... That's count number five. ...has gotten out to a commanding lead for Horseman. Yo, just lock it up. Lock it up. Bingo was his name-o. Luis is showing Mitch the kitchen, introduces him to Dane Cook, a.k.a. Floyd, who pulls a knife and says, Welcome to Thunderdome, bitch. Those in the cooler and freezer. Cut to the wanksters. Smoking inside. Tactical redundancy. Explaining the game. You some kind of sick, demented pervert, huh? Huh? Golden dumpster and clip it. Because Guzman explaining the rules of the game. He's so good. Now look, the main thing to remember to get the other guy to unknowingly look at your cock and balls. Okay, don't just fucking pull down your pants and say, look at my dick. You gotta be sneaky. I wanna go through the position with you, okay? The first one's the easiest one, okay? Call that one the lock, all right? All you gotta do, pull down your pants real quick, show them the goods, if they look, you get to kick them in the ass once. Second one is call the brain, right? What you gotta do there you gotta isolate your nuts with your fist. Okay, now take take the time to look at it, okay? Because it bears a striking resemblance to ah, brain, yeah. <laughs> okay, for that you get two kicks. So okay, now the third one, I call it the back wing. Okay, what you do is you take the excess skin from your nuts, and you take it, and you make it flat like paper. Right? Now, once again, if you take the time to appreciate this, you see that it looks all baby and alive, like a bat wing, right? They look, they get three kicks, all right? He's using a raw chicken drumstick, then he's using chicken skin. But that raw chicken is out above 46 degrees. You can't have that. That's literally one of the notes I took away. <laughs> Amin said, no, 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 no. You've gone too far. No, no, no. I needed to focus. I've been meaning to text you guys this, but when Bar Rescue's on and I've got to leave the house, Ogie's on the couch and I say, listen to Uncle John, mm. and then I leave. Oh, no. Come on, man. Wow. Taffer runs this place. Taffer's raising your fur baby. I've got a latchkey dog and, and Taffer's is... Dude, I love the idea of Boogie is a latchkey dog. He's coming home. He's got his own key around the neck. Like the kid from Last Action Hero. Yes. <laughs> Just like that. He opens the cabinet, gets himself out of treat. Yeah. Goes and sits on the couch and watches Bar Rescue until you come home. Until Uncle John's no longer on the TV then he goes to sleep until I come home. But you can't forget this. You gotta call him a bingo. Yeah. Very important. That's number six. The game loses its meaning if you don't humiliate them for being a fucking meat cake. You got that? Back to Dean and Monty. Monty doesn't understand why mom gives Dean so much shit. Mommy talk. Wants him to succeed in life. Glad his mom's not like that. Cut to dinner with Wendy Malik. Oh, Holy this one. shit, man. Woo! So I called your house today at two. You were still asleep, weren't you? That's an understatement. So what did you do last night? I trust my little angel didn't do anything immoral. Let's see. I started by getting completely hammered drunk. It was bad. Then drove while intoxicated to pick up this disease-infested prostitute. Uh huh. From there, um, let's see. Me and the hooker went back to the my hooker place. and I. Excuse me. The hooker and I 
went back to my place. And from there, God, it was just a blur of intravenous drug abuse and unprotected sex while taking the Lord's name in vain. Golden Dumpster, first of all, uh -huh. and second of all, specifically, uh, 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 the hooker and I. Amazing. Yeah, I had that written down as my Golden Dumpster first, and yeah. then I just said, fuck it, the whole scene. Yeah. Dean, did you know that when Monty was a child, everyone thought he was a bingo? Good Lord. Justin's horrified face, eyes going back <laughs> oh and forth God. like young Frank Dukes. Number seven, and at this point I was like, I don't know if I should keep doing this. <laughs> This was the one that started to waver you. Because then I realized, oh, it's not just Ryan Reynolds and Luis Guzman. No, everybody is. Dean, doesn't my mom look old? I mean, like, much older than she rightfully should. Why aren't you and Serena still together? I liked her. Guess it got old. It was a relationship based on orgasms. How charming. You are being safe, aren't you? I don't think I could handle the idea of you reproducing. Come on, Mom. Of course I'm being safe. I pull out. Yes, well, your father pulled out too, but we've all seen the tragic end of that story. You think I want to have kids? Absolutely not. That's why I stick to anal sex. Hmm. Only I have been so lucky. Justin Long looks like he just walked through the Civil War. Ass off. He looks absolutely horrified. And he works at a restaurant where they show each other their scrotum all day long. Yes. Back to Luis. Okay, so that's the Abraham Lincoln. Damn, again? <laughs> a repeat offender within the same episode? Remember, you have to shave it so it looks like his beard. <laughs> Otherwise, it don't count. Last one is called The Goat. Okay, it's a bit trickier. If you can pull it off, you are a god among men, all right? What you do is you take your nuts, thick, right? You tuck it underneath your pants, pull your pants down, show it, all right? With it sticking out the backside, got that? Okay, well, that's just about covering all the different variations that we have. But you know, we're always looking for new positions. So look, next time you got a little downtime, you find yourself a little bored, Play with your nuts, you know what I'm saying? See what you come up with, okay? Cut to the meeting outside with Kector and the wait staff. He wants to talk about teamwork. When the dinner rush hits and things start to get hectic, you all have a tendency to start yelling and screaming at one another. Yep. I love that Monty points at Calvin, who is completely incredulous, <laughs> like Tim Duncan just got called for a foul. That's just dumb and senseless, because you're only going to be hurting yourselves. And he goes through each member of the staff. This is straight out of Bar Rescue. This speech right here, Taffer said verbatim the same thing, although he said it in a very different tone. Luis hides the brain behind a bag of onions, Dane Cook looked, two kicks in the ass. <laughs> Remember, gang, the difference between ordinary and extraordinary is that little extra. Push the fish, it's about to turn. Lana's disgusted. He does a great clap, whistle, arm pump when he says have a great shift. Kechner wants a word with Dean. Dean has been a waiter for four years since he was 18. The way he sits in the chair, <laughs> he's spreading his knees as wide as he can. He sure is. Zach, did you have this conversation when you were promoted? You were assistant manager, weren't you? Yeah, I'd start out as a lead and then I got promoted assistant manager. How did that conversation go? Well, the, the guy was a real douchebag. This guy named Les. So is Daniel over here. I think this guy was worse. Maybe you always feel like you're dumb managers. Oh, wait, wait. Is this the guy that worked at Oakley just for the discount and his wife was like really well off and that's why he afforded it? Get the harmonica out, okay? All right, here we go. <laughs> so he started out as a full-time manager at Oakley. He might have been in the army. Might have lied about it. I don't know. He was into base jumping. 
We watched him jump off a bridge. He's the one I got the night vision goggles from. At one point, he decided he didn't want to be a manager anymore. He wanted to become a welder. And so he went to like welding school or something, whatever the fuck it is. And he became a welder, but he was bad at it. So when he became a full-time welder, he was no longer the manager at Oakley, but he knocked down to just being like a regular sales associate maybe once a week so that he could keep the discount. He was so bad at welding, he got fired from it and then found out that his wife was cheating on him. She was like a super successful lawyer or something. Did you call this guy Cuck Oakley Leary? (laughs) Maybe. She kicked him out. That's when I got the night vision is because (laughs) he said, I can't pay you to help me move out of the house, but I can give you these goggles. I said, all right. Yeah, sure thing. You don't want to be a waiter forever, do you? He offers him the assistant manager position. You serious? Heck yeah, I'm serious. Naomi overhears all this. More responsibility, but offers a lot more rewards. Full medical, dental, two weeks paid vacation, and I might add a hefty pay increase. I do pretty well. Cool. It is cool. And uh, let's not forget the power. Control. Control. (laughs) Tell people to do things and they have to do it or they get in trouble. You're in the driver's seat here. Fingers on the button. Think about it. And I wrote plot lift off. Yes, this is plot lift off for sure. Hector also, I wrote perfectly embodied the attitude and personality of every retail manager I've ever had. Oh. Yeah, same note too. He absolutely nails it. I've had so many bosses like this. I remember at the camera shop, it went from being a 27-year-old boss who hired me. She left and then they transferred in this older guy who was really struggling to connect with the SF State students that worked there. Down to the next section here, which is, let me ask you something. Why don't we hang out? (laughs) <laughs> all that conversation no it's the oh, no worst way. no way it's the worst why don't we hang out oh like why, why don't we hang out more? Oh, well we do at work you know you and me i, I think of myself last night laying in bed going why don't dane and i hang out we're practically the same guy <laughs> after i i i I sort of have a core group of friends. You, you have your own friends and I, you know what you think i do i don't alana tells the whole staff about the meeting well, did he take the job? He better fucking not have. <laughs> they walk out. Kector's being chummy with Dean. Everyone sees it. Dean walks up to them. They ask what that was about. Yeah, it's bullshit. Shot of them all staring at him and then clipped the electric version by a new pornographer. It's time for a server montage. Oh, and if the plot yeah. hasn't lifted up, we just hit the afterburners, baby. <laughs> lifted off and now it's time for food service from your flight attendants mm. dean has a hit couple anna's got two guys amy with a group of women and one's a real bitch guy orders a single shot of whiskey from justin double shot of whiskey and she'll have a water yeah heck 
You know what? It's our anniversary. Would you bring her a Coke and a Pepsi? <laughs> His hat says smile if you're not wearing panties. The dudes that anniversary service said, you'll be taking care of us. <laughs> I like the sound <laughs> of that. And I said, he's horny. He's ass on. <laughs> and then he daps his friend. Yeah. The bitchy woman. I don't mean to be a bitch, but the last four times we've come here, the food was awful. Bitch, go to another restaurant. Oh, God, she's dumb. <laughs> Fool me four times. You're a fucking bingo. Are you kidding me? Whether you want to call it a Karen or whatever, she's the perfect embodiment of this. Absolutely. The look on her face. From the get-go. It's as if this was written from memory experience in a restaurant. We will certainly do our best to make sure that doesn't happen again. Dean asks for an extra side of blue cheese and Dane Cook says, sir, yes, sir. And yeah. sarcastic. Blue cheese for you, stat. Have a good day, big guy. Calvin's struggling to pee in a stall. It's extreme shy bladder. Have you guys ever had problems peeing? No, like every once in a while I'll be a little delayed, but I can pee in front of anybody, I think. Is this what it'd be like, I mean, if you tried to take a dump in a public restroom? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, it takes an incredibly long time. Because you're worried about the sound of it? I'll get there. I bet you will. <laughs> Look, he's going to come. Look, I'm going to get there. I'm going to shit. <laughs> but you do have a shy colon. You worry about the sounds. I worry about the sound, the smells, the texture. <laughs> <laughs> everything, every part of it. The, it's definitely a fear of shitting. Girl at the bar is yelling at someone on the phone. Tyler checks on her. I'm about this close to swearing off men altogether. Monty points out to Mitch that Anna is flirting with the guys. Cut to her leaning over. You look like Patrick Swayze. <laughs> if I could bang one guy, be Patrick Swayze. You look <laughs> like him. <laughs> Bet they're going to leave her a fat tip. Women, they're so fucking wily. Looks at Amy and the bitchy woman. Look at the scowl on that woman's face. She'll be lucky to get 10%. DOA from the fucking beginning. What do you guys tip? 20. I mean, 25, 30 sometimes if it's good service. I just kind of try to tip well because unless it's just awful, rude service, I always feel like someone's fucked them over at some point that day. I go typical 20%. If you just did the bare minimum, you came, you said, hey, how's it going? Let me get some waters. Comes back. What do you want to drink? I want to drink this. Comes back. Are you ready to order? Yes, I'm ready to order. Takes the order. Comes back. Brings the food. Comes back. Hey, do you want a refill or do you want another drink or whatever? Comes back one more time. Make sure everything's cool. All right. Comes back. Here's a check. You don't have to chit chat with me. You don't have to flirt. You don't have to do shit. That's 20%. Yeah, I think that's good. What if they call you Patrick Swayze? Then that's 35. Easy. But what if they say Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse? Phobe. Mm. Phobe. <laughs> You walk out. Well, the first thing I would do is I'd look at my pants just to make sure she's not making some sort of. Yeah. Like, wait a second. Where are those jeans? Yeah, exactly. Just to make sure you're not blowing away in the wind. <laughs> not billowing. But when it is worse, I will give less than 20%. Like if it's legitimately bad service. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, come on, man. The whole point of this is that like you're supposed to give me good service and yeah. get a better tip. That mean you're guaranteed the tip just because you picked a shitty job. You know, that's not my fucking fault. Oh, why? Did that? Okay. There was only one time where I remember the service being so egregious that I decided to send a message with my tip amount. Oh, it was a really shitty IHOP. I was going to say, I didn't know you could tip a Chuck E. Cheese, but <laughs> sometimes it's just a tip of Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, oh man. Oh, well, that's evidence. I hate when he leans into it. I don't like it. Makes me uncomfortable. Tells Anna he's surprised he didn't give those guys a lap dance. Oh, uh, what's that? Jealousy? Amy can't believe this woman's such a bitch. Calvin walks by. Monty says, you look really pissed. You really are an asshole. He says, shenanigans. Fuck you. He's a shy bladder. Monty tells Mitch to check out the cooks. Dean walks up. Says, what do you think of Natasha? I think she's illegal. <laughs> yeah, I made my peace with that. Look at her. Seriously. Look at her. You know that she has that Scooby-Doo tongue. 
Actually, rape. Golden Dumpster. Louis Pinnock nominee. At least at that point, they kind of acknowledge what this is. You know what I mean? Like, they don't outright say... Everybody rips on Monty for this. But they still love him, you know? Because it seems like he fucked all of them at some point, including Justin Long. Oh, for sure. In the beginning of the movie... First time he makes those comments as, is this problematic? I thought he was just problematically flirting with the hostess. But as the movie wears on, it becomes glaringly apparent this dude likes banging young chicks. And it's known. But not just young. High school. High school, yeah. Yes, they point it out and they make fun of him for it. But, like, it's not like he gets any comeuppance for it. No. Yeah, that's just me, you know. They don't slap the cuffs on him at some point. (laughs) Maybe she is too young. Like, that's ever stopped you before. And Ryan is convinced she will be his. Mm -hmm. Then we get cross-cutting between Amy and Justin talking about each other. And Amin must have been really confused (laughs) at this point. Three months. Shit her get off the pot. He's acting oblivious. Justin just hopes he's never forced to make an actual decision. He said, that's my boy. And I said, ah, he said it. Amy's playing hard to get. Oh, but haven't you slept with him the past five nights? Not real hard to get. She really is a little badass, though. Fun to hang out with. Laid back. Maintenance fees are really low. I like that. Maintenance fees. That reminds me of the Gone Girl monologue where she's talking about every guy wants to date the cool girl. Cool girl eats chicken wings. Cool girl gives blowjobs. That's what I thought of. Yeah, they do. Chicken wings and blowjobs. I meant the wings. Yeah, she's a cool chick. I'd do her. Hell, I'd probably even pay. Chuckles. Moment of silence. I would. Dean's still hung up on Chet Miller. Some old fuckboy classmate. Monty asked him about the assistant manager job. How do you know about that? You know this place. People with the day off already know. Justin is of two minds about it. One half says, take it, use the money, smart move. But the other half's like, am I fucking nuts? Do I really want to end up like Dan? Cut to Keckner calling a tow truck on a guy that just parked in a reserved spot. Busted. Not on my watch. <laughs> yeah, he's so happy. He's so proud of himself for doing this. And the cell phone had speed dial because he hit one button yep. and then it did all the... Yep. Have you guys ever had to talk a car off a tow truck? No. You've done that? I've done it, yeah. Wow. How much dick did you have to suck to make that happen? Well, there are two of them. You have to ask. You can't afford it. So two dicks? No, three. What? Called a random guy over. They didn't even know him. <laughs> they made me suck my own. <laughs> they wanted to test the technique. He said, all right, go train yoga. I got these cheeseburgers, <laughs> man. <laughs> so it was about 2002, a long time ago. I was picking up some food real quick at a place. I parked in a parking lot where I wasn't supposed to. It was just customers only for a different spot. And when I came out, <laughs> this dude was ready. Carl was already up on it. I'm trying to talk him down as he's like getting in his car and everything. And he's just like... 200 bucks. Hmm. There's not a fucking chance that I have 200 bucks. And I had $60 cash on me. He's like, go to the ATM. I said, I can't. Hmm. Dude, you're going to ruin my life. Please, 60 bucks. Hmm. And he actually let me get it for 60 bucks. Well done. That would have been like $500. Easy. Get it out of the impound lot and all that shit. Justin brings the anniversary couple their well done steaks. Guy says it took too long and wants more ketchup. Mm-mm. Nothing sets off the texture, the flavor, the color, the <laughs> consistency <laughs> of a steak like some ketchup. Got to Monty and Mitch. Monty just says, and his mouth tasted just like buttermilk. That's a Ryan Reynolds original, folks. And Mitch is face down. I think he's trying not to break. Amy wants Ryan to drop her off for food. Can't deal with the bitch. Ryan obliges. Bitch is mad. She's still got salad left. You want me to take it back and let it dry out under the heat lamps? 
Give me the food. I gave this woman the inaugural Carla Gugino Award. Oh, <laughs> how is that Carla Gugino? She's only been pleasant in the movies we've done. The thing that was killing me about this woman was her friends. Yes. They just stared at her. They had no reactions to anything. Yeah. This woman was the only actress. The rest were extras. <laughs> It was a weird dynamic. Dude, her face is insane, man. Yeah, it really is. Perfect casting. She takes it, pokes the steak. Did that waitress listen to a word I said? This steak is medium rare. I asked for it medium, and I wanted extra gravy on my mashed potatoes. Let me ask you something. How hard is your job? How intelligent do you have to be to take a food order? Jesus. Ma'am, you're absolutely right, and I apologize. Let me get this fixed for you. Good. Now I can finish my salad. This is the part of the movie where this taught me a lesson about... <laughs> like how to be? You can voice all your concerns after you're done eating. Yes. Or if it's really inedible, you can just be like, look, I'm really sorry, but I got to send this back. You have to do it like the fucking soup knots. You got to go in there head down. Yes. Bowing in a very humble and shit. Oh, bread. <laughs> Pushing your luck, little man. Monty calls everyone to the back. Gentlemen, we have our first official biatch of the day, TOCB. They tell Amy to decide, hold out their thumbs like Joaquin Phoenix and Gladiator. Reference. Who's a fucking bitch. Do, Do it. it. I wrote just clip T-Dog and fly tip by the dumpster. I'm not writing this shit out. I don't really want to go through it. <laughs> I don't think it's funny. Can I at least offer a Lewis Pinnock nominee for Andy Milanakis? Yes, absolutely. They want to run the city like the fucking mob and grow weed. Yes, there we go. Back to the kitchen. Dane explains the process. First thing, add gravy. Loogie on the mashed potatoes. This guy whose only job in the movie is to snort deeply and spit into it. Ugh. Garlic bread on the crotch. Fresh from the taint. From under cheese. <laughs> guy's about to blow a snot rocket of guac onto the steak and Louise stops him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on, man. You can't be mixing Mexican and continental. Come on, man. I thought he was better than that. Garlic salt, aka dandruff on the steak. That is some thick ass dandruff. My God. And Louise loves it. Finesse, baby. Alfalfa sprouts, aka Dane Cook's pubic hair. Potatoes. Mitch is horrified. Ryan smiles as he takes the plate. But they never cook the steak anymore, you know? Mm. Doesn't matter. She loves it. And Luis updates the scoreboard. Biatches are smoking the bastards. 31 to 3. More T-Dog and fly tip. Kechner gets them to work again. They do reference, pull out my motherfucking shoddy pull up like John Gotti. Oh, repeat offender. Nicholas, Theodore, boys. It doesn't take 10 minutes to take out the trash. Do some work. Or I'm going to fire you faster than you can say, yo, MTV raps. Well, reference. And also, Kector is so happy to see the tow truck. Waves hi to him. Oh, that's his best friend at work. Rocco. Absolutely. My man, Rocco. <laughs> Dude, when he talks to Rocco later, oh my God. Monty delivers the food to the bitchy woman. She's happy. She broke the cardinal rule. Don't fuck with people that handle your food. Message. And Amin has lived by that word ever since. <laughs> yep. It was scared straight for me. This was a really educational movie. I've been dating some waiters at that point, so... I already knew. What was the movie with, oh, it was a Hot Tub Time Machine. Craig Robinson's character, his wife cheated on him. So when they go back in time, he calls their house and empties his guts because he's drunk. And then when he goes back to the future, she's faithful because, you know, I told you that story about when I was seven, I got this call from a crazy man or whatever. <laughs> the way she looked like as a seven-year-old on the phone, that's how I was watching this movie. Like, oh my God. Ah! Dean asks how the Hicks food was. He says, could be better, but it'll do. I'm sorry. Anything I could do to make it better? Extra roll. The check. Bishop is counseling Calvin, who starts at the beginning. Harmonica. Three <laughs> months ago, finished his shift. Really had to take a piss. At the urinal, noticing his peripheral vision, guys staring at his dick. Like they're old pals. I could practically hear what he was thinking. Like they're old pals is a great line, man. <laughs> Whoa. 
That's a nice dick. <laughs> Ass off, brother. Dude at the urinal staring at the dick. <laughs> He's incredible. And that's it. Since that time, haven't been able to use a public bathroom. Freaked out and yelled at the next guy. Quit staring at my dick. Might have been mistaken. I love that. That's so good. Stall doesn't work either. It gets the image of the guy's eyes. That's when I start hearing. He's looking through the crowd. The voices. What's taking him so long? Why can't he piss like a normal person? I don't hear any pee. Paranoid feeling there's people outside the stall that know he hasn't pissed. I'm really fucked up. Psychosomatic auditory hallucinations. Most people have to pay for such a thing. Foist. You need to think <laughs> about how this problem affects other parts of your personality. And Calvin cuts him off immediately. Golden dumpster. And shows Luis the Batwing as he walks around the corner. Take a look at the Batwing, bitch. <laughs> oh, it's so veiny. Does Danielle know you like to go both ways or how does that work? <laughs> he kicks him twice the ass. Sweet victory. I do love that Calvin is into the game. Yes. <laughs> They're all into it. I know, but he's the goody two-shoes and he's uptight. He's got issues, yeah. He's emotional. He's got confidence. He's not insecure in his dick. He even says, like, the guy's probably thinking, what a nice dick. He just can't pee in front of people. Yeah, that was the funniest thing was that he thought the guy was complimenting yeah. his dick. <laughs> That's what he thought. He's too nervous to get his sweet <laughs> hog out in public because everybody <laughs> will want to see it. And he tells Bishop to go ahead. Old man at a table out of his mind. Monty is the way how are you doing today? Because I'm slipping gradually into senility. Do you consider that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a mixed bag. Good in the sense that I can take walks in my underwear. I can give small children the middle finger. As long as I look happy when I'm doing it, people just assume I'm senile. Yeah, so what's the bad? Sometimes I give small children the middle finger and I don't realize I'm doing it until someone slaps me. So I really am going senile. Alzheimer's can't be all bad. Gives you a chance to meet new people every day. I like you, Monty. This was a weird little vignette here. I guess it's to show like a human side of Monty. I don't know. Which never comes back up. I think they thought this was funny. Yeah. Interactions with old people at restaurants. Tells Mitch he doesn't care if that guy gives him a poor tip. Coolest old man ever. Dean brings back the check to the hick tip is a dollar 91 on a 63 dollar check no fucking way the hick checks out the hostess's ass on the way out mm -hmm. and we get a guitar riff as justin approaches him tells him he forgot his change insists that he take it no that's for you that's your tip you obviously need this more than i do oh. future callback he wants to speak to a manager now that's when keckner pops up from behind the bar yes <laughs> leaps into action monty tells mitch never do what dean just did the hick's wife completely ass on this whole time no emotion at all. Well, he's not too much better than her. He's not exactly a great actor. No, no. He's at least got a voice. No, the hick is ass off, man. The hick is a hick, is what you're telling me, you mean? It reminds me of Gary Cole, Talladega Nights. I kind of feel like this is a Jeep situation where Mean doesn't know that this is this guy's voice. <laughs> I did nominate him for a Lewis Pinnock. He wants gift certificates, keychain, hats, Sundays with some nuts on them. Keck will make sure corporate mails that out to him. You gonna mail me a Sunday? I want it now. I like that off camera. That's a good line. Uh, disembodied voice, so you know I liked it. Keck brings Justin <laughs> into his office to explain what the hell he was thinking. Justin's having a real bad day. Guy caught him at the worst possible moment. Opportunity is knocking at the door. If you don't want to answer it, fine. Calvin chomping at the bit for this job. I am offering you an opportunity to take it to the next level. Earn more money. And Justin is staring at Keck's community college degree as his voice fades out. Yeah. He wants an answer by the end of this shift. And Dean, this is an exploding offer. <laughs> Ryan tells Mitch he doesn't work within the exact boundaries of the law because I wasn't consulted when the goddamn laws were made. You betray the law! No, instead, nameless, faceless politicians, the so-called protectors of the moral majority, decide what is right and what is wrong. I mean, come on! 
I govern my life around my own personal code of ethics, and I suggest that you do the same. That way, if within the constructs of my own morality, I were to do something that was considered illegal, so be it. I feel no guilt whatsoever. And furthermore, if I were to buckle under the social weight of the system by adhering to laws that I do not truly believe in, then I would be extinguishing the very fire of patriotism and individuality. So, whew, in a sense, by having sex with Natasha, I'd be preserving the rights our forefathers fought and died for. Uh, well, I Bro, guess um, it was a rhetorical question. Okay, so uh, I like the patriotic music in the background, and he's doing it all to justify his obsession with Natasha. Pedophilia. I'm going to keep that cough. That's a real nervous cough. <laughs> Needs ice picking the fuck out of the ice machine. Calvin asks if he's still in the running for assistant manager. Do you ever just wake up and realize, holy shit, I am a fucking loser? Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> Which says he could say he wanted to be a teacher or a podiatrist or a fucking electrical engineer. Calvin's focused on his tools that he's holding. <laughs> the ice pick. He's nervous. Is Calvin a black name? Well, Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes. You know, it's a little white kid. Calvin Coolidge. But I'm saying like in the 21st century, man. Yeah. Yeah. All the Calvins seem to be black. It's like Marcus. Oh, yeah. Marcus. Marcus Thompson. Everyone named Marcus now is black. Like, there are no more white Marcuses. Or they're very rare, I should say. Kechner apologized to Natasha for hearing that guy yell. Shouldn't have to be subjected to that. You're way too sweet and way too cute, too. His posture draped over the hostess stand. Yeah. Bartender's watching this happen. Bet you drive the boys wild at your school. Is this normal behavior at restaurants? I don't know if it's normal behavior, but I think it's just showing like no one's got their life together right this dude's desperate willing to risk it all for any attention i also thought about jason sudeikis hiring all the hot women and horrible bosses too because <laughs> keckner probably was drooling all over in the job interview you know he doesn't really like them prefers older men men in power as she's stroking a shaft like rail she is jacking that thing off oh my god on the hostess stand being a manager obviously i Know what you mean? Takes a lot of power to command the respect of everybody at this restaurant. He wants to do dinner sometime. He'll bring his manager card. They'll eat for free. As they say, membership has its privileges. Dean asks what Calvin's still doing there. Christy asks him to work for her. The double on his only night off. They do the pussy whip thing. And I said, is that? I think that's 20 CB, man. That doesn't happen anymore, man. I don't think it's a TOCB. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. No, I think it's 20. Yeah. Let's clarify something. TOCB isn't necessarily when it's happening. It's if it happens specifically in that time period. Yes. So, for instance, Andy Milanakis is TOCB because he wasn't in the 20th century, bitch, but he's also not 21st century ma'am, right? Meanwhile, a bank of payphones, that's 20 CB. Even if the movie takes place in 2005, it is clearly a remnant. An artifact from an earlier time. Or that radio. That radio, for sure. So I'm going to say that the pussy sound, that is quintessential 20th century, bitch. It just didn't die out until early in the 21st. Wait, you actually have to get the pussy before you can be whipped by it. And they want details of him going out with Christy. Ask if he made a move. What do you mean? Oh, oh shit. Don't give me that shit, man. You know what I mean. Did you oh, kiss her? Did you cuddle with her? Did you rub her? against her, her skin? Leg. Hold her hand? Nibble tweak. Anything. No, I'm still being like, oh, oh, no, no, I need more time. No, 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 forget it. It's over. You're fucked. But not literally. No, and why? Because you won't pull the trigger. And you're too 
fucking nice. Why do you always say that? You guys, I'm not Calvin, that... what happens with every girl you're interested in? Nothing. You take them out, you pay for everything, you never make a move. And then you go home, alone, to masturbate while you cry, using your own tears as loop. Okay, that was once, and I was drunk, and it was Valentine's Day, so back off. Some real back and forth chemistry from Justin Long and Ryan Reynolds here. Yeah, it's a real Stockton Malone situation. If Carl Malone could pass as well. Well, Ryan Reynolds is also Carl Malone here. <laughs> if you catch my drift. Yeah, wow. Well. <laughs> no, that's no good. I thought that was pretty good. No, that was a good one. That was a good one. He pulls out, Zach. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, that's right. Sorry, my bad. He only does anal. Danielle confronts Luis. All they ever do is hang out and have sex. What are you talking about? Took her to the movies last week. Yeah, but you kept trying to get me to jerk you off. Harmonica. Flash back to them at the movies. Luis, eyes closed, mouth pursed. Ass off. What do you want? It was a dull movie. Golden dumpster. Gets the feeling he doesn't care. I don't care. I don't care. But my uncle died. Didn't I ask you to be by my side at the funeral? Yeah, but you kept trying to get me to jerk you off. Harmonica. He's in the church pew. Organ music. It's the same look, though, on his face. He's less sad at the funeral than he is at the movie. But the look that she gives him at the funeral is amazing. Yes. As she plays his organ. Oh. I suppose that's so you can show me your organ, right? <laughs> hey, why do you think I'm conning you? I'm telling you, I really do have this big organ. Monty and Dean are still frustrated with Calvin. How many times can they have the same conversation? It's like we're stuck in a time paradox where neither our wisdom or your virginity will ever escape. I attempt to make a move. I get in close and I just fuck. <laughs> Justin says he needs therapy. Ryan says there's only two things that can happen. Either they won't sleep with you, and then there's really no need to ever call them again. Or they do sleep with you, and then there's really no need to ever call them again. One of my friends used to work at a hula hands. <laughs> I just remember this now. <laughs> and he was banging the girls that worked it. It's all starting to come back to me now. Did you guys think that calling it shenanigans was a reference to super troopers. I did. Yeah. I think it's enough time in the right zone, but also it just sounds like a restaurant that would look like this. What's the place in office space? Tchotchkes. Tchotchkes. That's what it is. Yeah. And they had flair. I got office space, this movie and slam and salmon yep. and the bear for some reason, all like mixed in my head. <laughs> cause the bear is coming back. So those ads are everywhere. It's cause Dane cook. It was a three Michelin star rated chef. <laughs> that's what it us, yeah. That's why you got confused. Calvin wonders, how can someone be such a complete asshole all the time, get as many women as you do? It's a good question. Yeah, Zach. Time for the girl's perspective. And they also are running it like Stockton and Malone. Women like assholes, right? Girls like assholes, not women. What women are attracted to is self-confidence. Yes, and we absolutely fucking hate insecurity. Yes, the more insecure you the are, more the more you ask, is something wrong? Is everything okay? Hey, what are you thinking about? What's wrong? And oh. the more you do that, Calvin, the more it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy. You just need to relax and not worry so much. It is about self-confidence, though, just for the listeners at home. Makes a lot of sense. Calvin's going to work on it. Ryan says to take their advice with a big grain of salt. Take anything he gives you with a shot of penicillin. And I said, banter. Oh, unless you're combing the playground for middle schoolers, don't become an asshole like Monty. When she says the penicillin line, I like that Mitch smiles. Monty looks back at him. Mm -hmm. He stops smiling. Then when he looks away from Mitch, he starts smiling again. Yep. Great control over your rookie. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but haven't I been inside you? Oh, Monty. Oh, me. Oh, me. (laughs) Want to brag about your sexual conquests, you big stud you? Everyone takes a seat for this one. And Anna is entering her name into the ass-off competition. But everyone takes a seat in a way where you know that they've seen this argument a lot. Except for Mitch, our audience avatar. Because it's his first day, and it's our first day at Shenanigans as well. Let me describe Monty's amazing sexual prowess. 
He'd barrel into me with that pathetic excuse for a child's penis, and it would end so quickly, so abruptly, I wouldn't even have time to feel any sort of morbid, accidental amusement towards his technique, which was basically him seizuring on top of me for, oh, about 45 seconds. I laid there trying not to laugh. High school girls are the only ones left. They don't know any better. Monty's had enough. For the record, I always had an orgasm when we had sex. That's you, Zach. Almost same. What do you mean, almost same? No, no, no. I've faked it a couple of times. Secondly, everyone knows that I'm orally fixated, and you can't deny that I played your vagina like a violin. How? You know, I was, for some reason, wearing a condom, and so you can fake it in a condom, you know? You can't fake it outside a condom. You can fake it in a condom. Oh, I see. So you just started making noises and pulled I out? I just pretended to, like, convulse. Oh! Pulled out right away, kept the condom, and just rushed off to the bathroom. Don't they feel the pulsation, even if there's a condom on? Ass off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Carl Weathers, he fooled the doctor. The Memorial Zach Harper fake orgasm ass off award. Well done. Oh, as if that somehow negates the fact that once we got past foreplay, you turned into the little engine that couldn't hold his load. Oh, what the fuck ever? Why was she at his house every night? All he had to say was, hey, I'm horny, and then fucking poof, cha. As if by some form of slut magic, you'd appear. <laughs> <laughs> She liked spending time with him at first. Then it wore thin. His personality was one short punctuated joke after another, like their sex life. Great Anna Ferris looking to Amy mm -hmm. when she says that line. It's a true aside. Do you remember why they stopped dating? He says she was old news. He was looking at other girls and getting bored. And the fact that I dumped you. Kevin says, I thought you dumped. And he just cuts that off of me. Bullshit. <laughs> she enjoyed having sex with him. The only real pleasure I ever got from having sex with you came from making fun of it later with my friends. Amy says it's true. They laughed a lot. Tells him people are always laughing at him. Whenever he thinks that someone's laughing and it's not about him, it is. And she blows him a kiss. She walks away. Everybody's just left staring. And he goes, God, I love her. Nanigan's training video. Rhymes leaving Mitch for the dinner rush. This training video guy is ass off. I don't know how many training videos you guys have seen in your life, yeah. but good lord, it's perfect. I hated him so much. Because he was so good. And that's a true testament to his ass off nature. Yep. Also, this setup in the storage room is so sad and realistic. Yep. <laughs> it really is. TV on a shelf with shit everywhere. It really is. He's in front of tanks of some kind of gas. Nitrogen for the beer tanks. I don't know what the fuck that is. I never worked in a restaurant. Liquid nitrogen. <laughs> Oh, Lewis Pinnock, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you don't mess with the Lewis Pinnock. Hector's hyping up the cooks. Time to seize the day. Zero hour is upon us. Let us seize the day. Yeah, yeah. Carpe these nuts. God, I can't wait to quit this job. Place is packed. Cuts of servers and cooks doing their jobs. They don't have systems, I said. Yeah. This is a rapid fire montage full of whip pans. Dane Cook drops a steak on the ground. Five second rule. He just gets it. He's way late. It's under the oven. And Luis says... A little floor spice makes everything nice. Almost had to switch to the 10 second rule. Yeah. <laughs> the tongs. I hate Dane Cook, but I like that line. I'm going to tell you something. When I saw Dane Cook was in this, I was like, oh, here we go. This hack. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, guys. What? With every additional line, I was like, fuck, he's bringing it, isn't he? <laughs> Absolutely. This might have been my introduction to Dane Cook, which set expectations too high. Oh, way too high. <laughs> oh, wow. Because he is funny in this role. He looks the part. He's got the neck tattoos and the piercings. Mm -hmm. And he's psychotic. So he really 
nails it. He's miming cunnilingus on his tongs here. Yeah, exactly. We get another bingo call out. That's number eight, by the way. The bartenders took a shot because I wrote, my bartenders never drink on the job. <laughs> 35 years of doing this, I've never had a drink on the job. Calvin and Anna yelling about using the computer. Hector sees Calvin freak out a little, and then Calvin immediately spins it into being a positive leader. Hey, gang, listen up. Upbeat pep talk. No, it's getting crazy. We can do it. Put that little extra back in extraordinary. Yeah. <laughs> they always get pissed. This was so fucking funny here. This is great. Alana's about to explode watching Keckner fuck everything up trying to help. Because he's got no systems. Got no systems. This is stress test night. She screams at full volume, kicks him off, and he immediately pivots to yelling at the bus boys. Ass off. He's got the power, man. Hurry up or your asses are fired. Huh. Dane Cook and Calvin are beefing over a chicken sandwich. Start singing into the chicken. Eat a shenanigans, enjoy your food. Eat a shenanigans, Calvin works here. Yeah, that's hardly sanitary. Justin wants to talk to Keck. He's not there. He looks around the office and Amy catches him sitting in the chair. I get a feel for the whole manager thing. You caught me. He wants to talk outside. Calvin calls Christy again, just checking in. I got all my bars. 20 CB. <laughs> Getting kind of busy, but never too busy to talk. Now he's insecure with his table. Are you mad? <laughs> Lana warns Justin about becoming manager. Something bad happens when you become a manager. You put on your fucking tie and you get your fucking little manager card and you think you're so fucking cool just because you write the schedule and you get to tell us what to do when in reality, you know you're not even worth a bit of the fucking bullshit. Whoa, Naomi. Relax. Relax, woman. What a fucking tornado. She's on fire in this movie. She's shaking her ass off with the cigarette, trembling when she's done with her rant. I like her still. She's in Euphoria as Sydney Sweeney's mom now, and she's still great. Oh, wow. But I feel like she is the next Jim Carrey award. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. If I saw this movie, I would have thought Alana Ubach was about to run this town. <laughs> Absolutely. Amy says managers can't date waitresses. Cut to the training video on sexual harassment. <laughs> it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that but don't i have a note here clearly an autocorrect it says it's important not to act on those burgers oh, oh wow urges we see keckner lusting after natasha it's important that everyone act as a team a lot of fuck me eyes going on in this scene luis and danielle luis is flicking his tongue at her calvin on his phone no new messages and this is when i wrote turn of the century bitch you've got a cell phone but you're not texting, you're waiting on a voicemail. Voicemail. And also that it says no voicemail messages. I haven't seen one of those in ages. Yeah, since Qualcomm. Employees dating each other just complicates things. Justin and Amy get tables sat for them. Cool business people for Justin. People that don't speak English for Amy. Naomi yells, foreigner. Amy thinks Natasha is mad at her, but it's just the rotation. I fucking hate foreigners. It's such bullshit. Like, they don't know how to tip. Oh, they know. Oh, yeah, they fucking know. Luis is getting ready to show the goat, bends over and tucks, and then he slowly looks oh, to man. his right, and there's Mitch. And Mitch is just there. <laughs> he gets so excited when he sees him. So excited that he's there, yes. Hey, I've been seeing you since this morning. Frontline stuff. Watch this. German guests don't speak English. They don't know what she's saying. They go silent. Business guy is ordering. Surprised Dean isn't writing any of this oh. down. Steel trap. Is steel trap a 20 CB phrase? Um, do we still have steel traps? I don't think we do. 
Well, a steel trap itself is is a twenty CB device, but I'm talking about the phrase. It might even be nineteen CW. Oh, when did steel get invented? You guys will both know this. You guys are engineers. It was eighteen forty one. Eighteen forty one. Eighteen hundreds. Yeah. See, here's the thing: steel trap twenty CB, but also steel traps in the twenty CB were a known thing even after they were gone because all those Looney Tunes. Motherfuckers be walking in and get slapped up in it, right? Real quick, steel was invented in 1800. Yep, there it is. BC. Really? <laughs> yes. No way. Not steel. Yes. Steel's an alloy. Steel production can be traced back nearly 4,000 years to the start of the Iron Age. This iron. <laughs> Why did they call it the Steel Age then? The early modern crucible steel industry resulted from the invention of Benjamin Huntsman in mm. 1740s. Huntsman. So we are all on point about when steel came along. Listen to Cinephobe. Education. <laughs> Steel trap. I'm going to say yes, Zach. Okay. 20 CB term because I don't think people nowadays know about it. And I said, is there an item called bingo chicken? Whoa. I don't think I can say that. Oh my God. The mandingo chicken. Whoa. Mandingo chicken. Whoa. Question marks. You know it's fucked up? I Googled it. I was like, is that a recipe? <laughs> no. <laughs> Zach's on the list. No. Not an incognito mode either. You raw dogged it. I regretted it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Not my finest. The businessman is impressed. Luis is still waiting in goat position. T-Dog is talking about giving a girl the bowling ball grip, a.k.a. the shocker. Two in the pink. Bishop calls them one-dimensional. Moment of silence. He says, fuck you, Whitey. Natasha sat Ryan's table. He's going to love him. He walks over smugly and the camera reveals that it's four young girls and one of them is smoking a heater indoors at dinner. I think they're all smoking heaters. Eventually they all will be, yes. Luis making bird calls to try to get someone to come in. Owl noises. <laughs> <laughs> woo woo. Hootie owls. Flip Dane's line to Dean when he asked for no bacon. Oh my God. Yes, master. Right away, master. Ain't gonna be no, no bacon on the salad, master. No bacon. Oh no, no, oh no, no. Please. Oh. Uh, Ah, uh, no. <laughs> no bacon on salad. Golden Dumpster and also Lewis Pinnock Award right here. Oh, okay. Ask off that for the other guy. He's whipping him with the towel? Whipping him. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Naomi walks out mad as fuck, cracks her neck, and has a fake smile Yo. on now. Deal with some big women. That is some physical acting ass off. I love this where she said, I think I had like a hot fudge Sunday." and Naomi the goes, reaction. Oh, mmm, mmm, that does sound good. That does sound good. The friend who's with this woman completely ass off. At first, she's just like looking at her order and then when she hears hot fudge Sunday, she goes, yeah. The girl I dated and lived with who was a server, this was all when this movie came out and she stole that. Oh, mmm, mmm, and she would actually do that at... <laughs> As she walks away, the angry face melts back in, and there are layers to this ass-off performance. It's a Russian nesting doll. Man, look at this thing. Oh, my God, there's another one. Look at this. Bishop calls and offers up counseling for alcoholism. You do that for me? Thank you. I appreciate that. But I think I'd rather you just wash the fucking dishes and shut the fuck up! Fucking psycho babble bullshit! She can do it all, man. She's the next Jim Carrey. Oh, my God. She is the next Jim Carrey. I believe her when she's being nice and sweet, yeah. and then she's a top five yeller. I don't know what to do with it. She makes the Sunday screaming, I hate her. She's hate pissed because Fly Tip and T-Dog huffed all the canisters of whipped cream. Whippets. They're making Charlie Brown teacher noise. Wah, wah, wah. I did not know that Whippets happened from whipped cream i thought it was like an actual drug or something the origin 
Luis still waiting for someone to walk in and he gives up right before Calvin walks in and he is pissed. <laughs> Fuck! Business guy says he needs his guys to be more like Dean here. Who goes, ah, shucks, humble. So has on this business guy. Yeah. Calls Dean a master of his craft. Might try to lure him away from this place. I wrote big time tension happening. I know what's coming, but it's still shitty to do this. Yes. <laughs> it's very odd behavior as a customer. Mitch is sick of the training video. He starts making fun of the guy's beaver teeth. Everything we see is the opposite of what the video is saying. The secrets to success. It's all a sham. Treat guests with dignity and Ryan Reynolds says, you see the tits at table 12? <laughs> Why can't you just say nice tits? The desserts designed by gourmet chefs and then that's the brand name of the frozen cake company. Yes. That reminds me of an old rumor that McDonald's used to sell 100% beef because 100% was the name of the company. Ah, uh, nice. Tyla is convincing the woman to swear off men by knocking dicks. The penis is a shriveled roll of dimes. By the way, she's been there a while. She's pulling a shifty, man. We're talking like five hours minimum. And you know that Sloan is constantly making sure her cup is full. So this woman would be unconscious by this point. Absolutely. That is a good bartender. Ryan interrupts, tells her to make his drink, and then... She's not so good a, a bartender as she clomps around, stabbing the ice, slamming the glass. I understand how it works. Birds of a feather flock to vagina. She definitely would not last in one of John Taffer's bar. Not at all. Are you kidding me? She's not smiling. She's not shaking the thing with a smile on her face. She's not popping that pour. Keck is putting out a fire in the storage room. Yells at the busboys for help. You want some help, bitch? And they douse him in gasoline. My name is T-Dog, bitch, echoes in his head when he wakes up from his dream. Danielle's leaving soon, says goodbye to Luis. He wants to go to the car and have sex. She's in. They run outside, and Keck is towing another car, making small talk with Rocco. Rocco. So what if there's plenty of parking spaces? It's the principle of the matter. Hey, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> He's talking like Andrew Dice Clay. Hey, hey, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. The cooler's taken by the bus boys, so they can't do it there. Business guy flirts with Dean some more. Suit keeps complimenting Justin, offers him a new opportunity. Well, he wants to know what age he is and then gives him his business card. Come on, man. And he says, I really hope he calls. Justin walks away, looks at the card, scoffs, crumples, and tosses it. It's Jack's Steakhouse Film Noir. This guy who runs a steakhouse makes his employees put on suits and go to shenanigans. This guy is recruiting like the owner of Cell Block and Cocktail. <laughs> Going to other yes. restaurants and trying to pluck the local talent. <laughs> Clip Ryan Reynolds, Forrest Gump. <laughs> Baba said there's my budget shows. Baba said they'd take me anywhere. Of course, Baba used to beat me with rubber hose, Colby Reed. Dude, please stop. Louis Binock nominee. <laughs> 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 Natasha wants Justin to sing happy birthday for an eight-year-old named Timmy. Alana is so pissed. Monty screams at him right before. I don't know what I've been told. Someone here is getting old. Good news is dessert is free. Bad news is we sing hockey. Happy birthday to you. Timmy starts crying. They take a Polaroid picture. It's predictably terrible. This bingo kid. Oh, but he's good. He's ass off the kid. Danielle doesn't want to bang in the bathroom, but he schmoozes her. Come on, baby. All he says is come on, baby. Which is just like the guy in the alley in ballistic. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Oh, no. My nose. My nose. Monty asks the girls where they go to college. They're still in high school. You're kidding. Oh, my God. They're 16. This girl is still smoking a heater. Then... 
They all fumble for their cigarettes, but there's a close-up of them struggling to get it. This felt like a really specific joke that I don't get. Well, because they don't know what they're doing. Yes. They're still so young. Like, they don't know what smoking is and how to do it and stuff. So here's the thing. He says to them, I would have guessed 19, 20, or 21. So they're very flattered, and they're trying to keep up. This, oh, he thinks we're older. We look older. Yes. Smoke a cigarette, because that's what older people do. They're fucked up with the lighter, and I love you. Go, stupid childproof child lighters. Light. What a line. That's a great line. Dean wants to talk to Bishop. Starts to explain the situation, and Bishop knows he's been working there about a year and four months. Cuts him off, says they went through a low point three years ago. Do you want to hear what I was going to say here? Please. <laughs> Storm morale beginning to slip. Clientele base wore off. Lower tips, lower storm morale going through quite a downward spiral. And then Radimus brought the penis showing game and it improved. More fun at Woik. Woik. <laughs> Joker around more. <laughs> Race clientele base, higher tips, so on and so forth. Oh, shit. Justin still doesn't understand. Point is, the penis showing game became a catalyst for the change necessary to be made in the restaurant. So, when things in your life become stagnant, you know, you're no longer happy with what you're doing, then you figure out what's important to you. Then, create your own penis showing game. Metaphorically speaking, that is. I fucking love this as a metaphor. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Justin still mulling it over. Asked if the assistant manager job is his PSG and Bishop just stares at him. Mitch comes over to Naomi, who's freaking out of the cooks. She calls Mitch. What do you want? An ass cock. Get back to the fucking trainer, <laughs> you ass cock. Yelling about how long it's taking. She's going full taffer, man. 20 minutes for medium rare steaks. Cursing her ass off in a tracking shot. But as soon as she's on the floor, the switch flips to cheery and smiley. And we get an interesting tracking shot montage where they fast forward between all of the lines. Calvin leaving a voicemail. He's going to try to take a piss. Ryan taking an order from four old biddies fresh from Chinatown with Juju. <laughs> Same note, too. She wants a hot pink center. Don't we all? More fast forward. Flamboyant Lisper orders a tossed salad. Oh, you're bad. Kekner wonders that the woman had to eat her steak before complaining about it. Two guys like the word chlamydia. I think I'll name my daughter chlamydia. And I can't remember an order. Amy drops a check with the Germans who laugh at thinking she doesn't know they speak English. They know English and how to tip. Stupid Americans. <laughs> Busboy's going to the bathroom. Calvin's trying to piss in one stall. Danielle is telling Luis to hurry up as they fuck in the other stall. What's taking so long? Calvin wants to know if someone's in there. Luis is peace. <laughs> And thumbs up in the picture yeah. when they busted. After the busboys ask for the instant camera, there's chaotic ADR. Luis is stoked. End of the night. Everybody's cleaning up. Keckner asks Natasha what she's doing tonight. She mentions the party. Keck awkwardly tries to get himself invited. She'll give him the directions. And he says it should be a good night for both of them. 30 minutes left in the night. They're clock watching. Better not have no late night asshole coming in here. They're reviewing tips for the night around a table. Calvin made $67 on a double. Awful. Brian made a, a bill. bill. Calvin can't believe it. Wants to know how he makes a hundo every night. It's all about that right there. And he points behind them. Luis showing his ball. <laughs> Doing the brand. Yes. Monty with the assist. Can't believe how many bingos we have working in here. <laughs> 
That's number nine. Cherry popping time for Mitch. Anna questions the dynamic of the game. It's like an exercise in bingo, <laughs> bingophobic futility. 10 and 11. Monty wants to know why the girls don't want to play the game. Willing to amend the rules for them. And Alana chimes in. You want to know why? Yeah. You really want to know why? I really do. Okay. I'll tell you why. It's because of this. She hops up and flashes her bush. Oh, oh yeah. Bang. Pow, pow, pow. It's so angry. Oh, Crumbs in there. It's the first bush in cinephobe history since the heartbreak kid. Oh, that's right. Wow. Long time. Now Calvin's penis is just for show. Mitch picked a great first day. They bend over as the girls kick them. Everybody's leaving. Monty's making sure Mitch and Natasha are going to the party. Calvin has to stop at home to pee. Dean will see them there. Natasha says if Ryan does everything right, she'll go to the party. Oh, Natasha, you got to stop that. You're making it hard. I mean, difficult. Ha 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 ha. Double entendre. Three minutes left. Three more minutes to the ball drop. Luis Guzman, golden dumpster with the towel, waving it over his head. Woo! <laughs> Hooks are hoping nobody comes in. And just then, two people. Dean's the waiter for these two people. Holy shit. Bill it's Chet, the electrical engineer from the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Come on, guys. You guys are unemployable. Natasha tells the cooks they go ape shit. Luis drops the food on the floor intentionally. Uh-huh. How clumsy of me. I'm all thumbs today. Chet starts a conversation by saying, so did you hear? I got my bachelor's degree. Who talks like this? This guy. Oh, Jesus. Ass on. Terrible. Fuck Chet. <laughs> yes. Can you supercharge this? What I'm about to say. Oh, oh, this is how. No. Really? Yeah, man. It's the four-year anniversary of me realizing what a bingo he was. <laughs> oh, my God. San Diego, Supercharger, San Diego, Charger, San Diego, Supercharger, San Diego, Charger, Charger. That's what I learned. Supercharge all that. Chet heard he was working here. They're starting me off at $48,000 a year. $48,000? Just started my new career. Been looking at houses. Okay, settle down, Chet. You're 22. You don't have student debt. You're looking at houses. That's not even enough for a down payment. What have you been doing? And as he's talking, can I get some more tea? The housing crisis is going to fuck Chet in the ass in 2008. I mean, where do they live? Where are they is a great question. It's got to be somewhere outer Los Angeles. No. no, no, $48,000 as an engineer? This is Midwest. I got Florida. Well, the movie was shot in Louisiana and Dan's degree is from Riverside Community College, so I have no idea. Dude, $48,000 as an engineer starting salary? That's so low. Even at 05 or whenever the fuck this was? That's terrible. Dude, in fucking 1996, when I was a freshman in college, they were telling us, you graduate, you're going to get a job that pays $60,000. And I was like, wow, $60,000? <laughs> oh, I'll be a millionaire in no time. Like, it was just the most insane, <laughs> ungodly amount of money. I couldn't even imagine it. $60,000? I could retire immediately. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's how I was thinking at the time. Then I started taking classes. Hooks are leaving now. Natasha gives Gector directions to the party. He's going to change and be right over. She warns him she might be really drunk tonight. Hope he doesn't think less of her. He won't. Amy's still there with Dean. Give him support. Dean's being a real negative Nelly. Yeah. At this point, I was like, stop bitching. Gives a check to Chet. 
start to leave. Dean sees that on a $31 check, he left him $100. C-note is what we call that. Somber music as Justin walks after him to ask if it was a mistake. I just thought you maybe needed it more than I do. What a dick. All back. Soul-crushing move by Chet. Fuck you, Chet. This fake ass Adam Sandler looking motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck him. The fat Adam Sandler. Yeah. Adam Fatler. Ass on, by the way. Oh, complete ass on. Adam Sandler. Justin knocks on Keck's door who asks about the assistant manager job. We get an extreme close up on Justin. No answer. Cut to the house party. High schoolers oh, are there smoking cigarettes still. There's some very bizarre low quality footage of yeah. Calvin getting a call back from Christy. They couldn't afford to get the real camera for this one. No. Monty, for being such a piece of shit, great host. He's always passing out beers. Sure. Yeah. It's his house. Why is she near a shift covered? She's on a date. She's actually with him right now. Calvin decides he's going to change. Anna tells him to get a high school girl. Oh. Ryan praises Mitch. Didn't even cry once. Does he think he can handle working there? Before he can answer, walks away to talk to Justin. Fuck off for a second. Ryan starts going off on Chet. Justin tells him to relax. He's actually glad Chet came in. It all snapped into perspective. Flashback to the office. Cuts the talk with Keckner. He didn't take the job. He quit. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. I'm out. Keckner said he's flushing a golden opportunity down the toilet. Toilet. Job won't be there if he comes back. Then fires him. And just so you know, a uh, hot dog. <laughs> Ass off. Keckner. You're fired. Right. I mean, I already quit. So. No. You're fired. I write the book, okay? Here's how it went down. You walked in. Uh, you're fired. All right, Dan, thanks for being so mature about this and professional. I was very professional. You're fired. Get out. Get out of my sight. He's so fucking petty in this. I was very professional. You're fired. Ryan says he'll be crying himself to sleep on his cock-shaped pillow. (laughs) Justin doesn't know what he's going to do now. Maybe start a college. (laughs) He fraud people for $3 million. That seems like a good opportunity in about a year. He also holds the bat like he's Michael Jordan in the playoffs. (laughs) Ryan wants to celebrate by getting totally fucking annihilated, hammered-ass drunk. And then off camera. And then run a train on Amy. You're an asshole. So I'm told. You're a good friend, too. You flirting with me? Keep that on the down low, T-O-C-B. Bishop's been thinking about Calvin's public bathroom phobia. Believes he has a solution. Foist. Close your eyes. <laughs> Envision yourself at a bathroom urinal with everybody you know gathered around you, cheering you on, chanting your name. Whole staff's there. Not only do they want you to urinate, they want to see it. There's a little person there? You're pissing son of a bitch! Now see yourself urinating, Calvin. Do it proudly. <laughs> Everyone jumping up and down in slow motion. Take progressive steps. Now he's feeling good. He's going to go talk to one of those high school girls. Well, good luck with that. Monty takes Natasha into the bedroom. They start making out. He's got a mannequin that he puts his drink in its hand to hold on to it. Amy tells Dean he's stopped being a pussy in a flake. Can't even get a boner. Bishop interrupts and tries to leave, but Justin says he's created his own penis showing game. So you quit your job. How do you know I quit? And Bishop gives him the most come on man face what? ever. Ass all the way off. <laughs> Hold on a second. That phrasing is. Come on, man. <laughs> come on, man face. It's a come on man face. <laughs> Calvin insecurely reverts to asking the girl questions. You okay? Is something wrong, Zach? Awkwardly tries to get his arm over his shoulder and he pisses his pants. This is uncomfortable, man. <laughs> Monty gets a moment of conscience and says to continue this next Wednesday when she turns 18. To be continued. Why? You think I'm going to turn you in? You think you're going to get arrested? Is that supposed to be growth? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be growth, but it's not really. It's still, it's still weird. 
It's legal, but it's weird. It's super creepy. He was already making out pretty he- heavily, right? It's not like a peck on the lips. Second of all, right. yo, I've turned a new leaf. I'm no longer banging underage girls. I'm banging barely of age girls now. I thought when he's struggling to express why he doesn't want to do it, and he starts to say that he'd be taking advantage of her, but he can't finish saying that. And then he says, if anybody asks, anybody at all, I fucked you twice. That shows that he hasn't grown at all. Right. He has grown and he's not going to fuck her right now. But he wants everybody to know that he did. Yes. So he doesn't want his rep to change. Yeah. He wants everybody to still know he's a fucking pervert. <laughs> disgusting brothers. <laughs> What's wrong, Greg? I thought you were a disgusting brother. <laughs> you want to fuck me, Greg? Bishop asks Mitch about his first day. He looks around like it's finally clear. And as he's about to duck, Calvin cuts him off and goes fully reminiscent. Well, it was, I don't remember my first day. Oh, man. What a doozy, huh? Oh, Bishop, you're going to love this. Yeah, I was so nervous, I, I dropped this bowl of soup on a, on a nun. Mitch tells the guy to turn down the music, then starts yelling, This is fucking bullshit! I've been here all day, and they haven't let him say one thing. None of you! Calls Ryan an asshole. You shut the fuck up now. It's my turn to talk. It's, it's my, my turn! turn. No too. <laughs> you're all fucked up in the head, all of you. Goes around one by one. Change your fucking tampon and have another drink, you crazy fucking bitch! And you! Well, I don't know what to be when I grow up. Join the fucking army or something. God damn. Oh, and you. You know what? You're too easy. I mean, you. Fuck you, Monty. Always gotta be right with your little quips. We get it, man. You're fucking edgy and cool. Yeah, you're the coolest fucking guy at shenanigans. Woo! That's like being the smartest kid with Down syndrome. Oh, and oh yeah, why aren't you in jail? I mean, what, what are you, like 13, 14? She's almost 18. You know what? <laughs> Fuck this. You all suck. I quit. Walks towards the door, remembers one more thing, points at Dane Cook. You. You're the biggest piece of shit in this entire restaurant. I hope you burn in hell. Me? What the fuck did I do to you, man? Seriously. Everybody's looking at Dane. Everyone turns back to Mitch and he's doing the goat. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bingos. Luis is so incredibly happy. Oh, Luis is <laughs> so happy, man. He's so proud. He walks out. He's goaded, my boy. <laughs> Bitch is goaded, my boy. <laughs> Monty super impressed, runs after him, apologizes, swears his undying allegiance to him, tells him to come back to the party, and then he announces when they walk in that Mitch is a made man. After telling Justin that he's been replaced. Also, Nick and T-Dog will fucking cut you. Roll credits. Party outtakes during the credits. Yeah. Then there's a lot of credits material in this movie. Hector shows up to the door wearing a shenanigans t-shirt. They make it look like he's at their place. And Natasha's like, he asked, so I gave him the address. Knock at the door. Film Monty opens the door. It's Luis with the beer run. Keckner's door opens. It's the Hicks house with the Confederate flag. From the anniversary dinner at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Come on, you guys. Hex <laughs> holding wine coolers. Are those Bartles and James? I couldn't quite tell. The wine cooler is such a fucked up but hilarious detail. That's a 20 CB situation, right? Definitely 20 CB. Well, maybe TOCB because he's showing up to a teenager. Oh. I think it's a to catch a predator thing. Was that on? Back in 05? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Redneck adjusts his tidy whities wants gift certificates, and Keck is coughing fakely. They got me. <coughs> and then we get a T-Dog and Fly Tip music video. Yep. T-Dog. That was just a whipped cream dream. 
Annie Milanakis rhymed ramen noodles with finger banging poodles. And I said, okay, I don't need to take more notes, but Sloan is grinding on Luis Guzman in this video. For some reason, Luis Guzman is there. All the women from it, like Naomi is licking faces left and right. They're still not done. The last thing is a Rube Goldberg machine on the wall of shenanigans. Yeah, what the fuck? We like to have fun here for our $3 million. <laughs> it was just to pour a beer, right? 90% foam, like the beer in rhinestone or like any beer at a bad bar with the temperatures too high yes temperatures too high the tap lines are too far away yeah God, get yourself some systems shenanigans uh-huh who cares if you lose the game you got this off your chest i mean it's just one night of bar trivia Ooh. one night of bar trivia is sacrosanct us trivia is sacrosanct no <laughs> the mean said we weren't giving that enough shine no 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 He's so like slow your horses, man. The Shenanigans restaurant was actually a converted Bennigan's restaurant, hence the extreme similarities. It has since been completely renovated and is now a Verizon wireless retail store. The foreign guests at the bar speak German with an Austrian accent, and the guy says, Did you see the blonde girl? That's unbelievable. Her breasts are incredible. Dane Cook improvised all his character, dialogue, and name. There was no script given for his total screen time of about three minutes. I was very impressed to find that out. Paris Hilton and Molly Sims were both offered the role of Danielle and refused. Mm -hmm. At the last minute, Jordan Ladd was hired. Wow. Turn of the century, bitch. Paris Hilton and Molly Sims. Oh, my God. And Jordan Ladd. <laughs> McKittrick conceived the original concept based on his experiences working at Bennigan's in Bradenton, Florida, outside of Orlando. This might influence an award that's handed out later. As an April Fool's Day joke, Rob McKittrick and Luis Guzman staged a diva fight on set. During the filming of the scene where Calvin imagines his co-workers cheering him on at the urinal, Guzman pretends to ditch a line from the script in the favor of his own line. The fight was so realistic that the other actors on set became very uncomfortable and quiet when Guzman stormed out. Ladies and gentlemen. That's ass off. Wow. <laughs> Alana Eubach said in a 2009 interview that the director asked each of the actresses if they'd show their pubic area for the scene where a character lifts their skirt to expose a massive mound of pubic hair. But the other actresses refused. Anna Ferris said she already did a crotch shot in one of the scary movies and won't do it again. Caitlin Doubleday said, are you out of your fucking mind? I'm not going to show my vagina on camera. Vanessa Lenji said she was too young for that. Ubox said she wouldn't do it herself, but she's fine with her character doing it if they hired a body double. Also, it had to be the ugliest pubic area you've ever seen, with the cottage cheese coming out of it and paper clips hanging from it, and the director agreed. He then hired some stripper nice. from a club across the street to be the one whose pubic area they show wearing a grotesque merkin, parentheses, fake pubic hair. What? They did a close-up shot of it, and Ubox thought it was hilarious. She wanted to see them film it, but it was a close set and no one besides the camera crew was allowed huh did you learn what a merkin is today i mean yeah i did educational welcome to cinephob i'd like you all to do an experiment on a plant something that uh, may benefit mankind and if you would devise something that groundbreaking i guarantee you a a in this course oh well hold on man you firing me you can't you can't do that lionel Look, man, if you don't want me to have a foreman job, I understand, but I need my fucking job, man. Who's Pinnock Accent Award? This might be the most crowded field since Zohan. Since last week? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I had Justin Long Scooby Doo voice, Dane Cook problematic slave voice, <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds Forrest Gump. And then you want to throw in T Dog and Nikki, T Dog and Fly Tip. Yeah, I think Ryan Reynolds Forrest Gump was funny. I think it's Dane Cook's voice. Unfortunately, I think we have to go with that one. Right, that's the most memorable in a bad way. Good save. I mean, yeah, and I, I have no, I have no saving a few. No, yep, yeah, yep. Let's <laughs> show me who the horsemen are, guys. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we got soul. Five horsemen and bingo was his name. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, man. I stopped counting. Open and shut case. Johnson. Look, there's a lot of TOCV. There's a lot of 20th century bitch, but it's bingo. I would say also mommy talks instead. It's a, a very central theme. It doesn't yeah, come yeah, up yeah. a lot, but it's a central theme to this movie. Right. When Anna Ferris went, it's an exercise in bingo, bingo phobic futility. That was a tsunami. It was already dead at that point, but that's kicking a dead body. Breathe in through nose, out the mouth. Ash on, ash off. Teddy Rex, Moosey Teddy Rex, Teddy Rex, Moosey Teddy Rex. Ass on, fuck it, ass off. Ass on, fuck it, ass off. Michael Bean Memorial Ass On Award. I had Travis Rezor as Chet. And Andy Milanakis says fly tip. Oh, no. Oh, the business guy. Business guy from Jack Steakhouse. Yeah. yeah. He's awful. I actually didn't think Milanakis was bad. He just was himself, you know? He was Andy Milanakis, yeah. So I think it's between Chet and the Steakhouse guy, and the Steakhouse guy had more, more scenes. Also, smaller role, but the redneck wife. Oh, yeah. Good call. Trying to figure out who this dude is. <laughs> I mean... Smooth guy number one? Just no, no. It's not smooth guy. Yeah, that's it. That's who it is. What? That's who it is. Jordan Werner as smooth guy number one. What? To be fair, Zach thought he was pretty smooth too. I thought he was horny as fuck. That's bizarre. I would have gone with suit guy or business guy. Smooth guy, huh? All right. Or Jack Steakhouse guy, you know? Carl Weathers Memorial Ass Off Award. Now, this is crowded, man. Mm. I think Ryan Reynolds is doing good stuff. Shy McBride is excellent. Mm -hmm. Wendy Malik smokes that one scene. <laughs> She's so good. The lady next to the hot fudge Sunday lady. <laughs> yeah. David Keckner is great as the worst boss you ever had. Anna Ferris crushes that monologue. Luis Guzman, Alana Ubach. I think Calvin's great. Mitch. Oh, Mitch is great. Yeah. Absolutely. John Francis Daly. These are all great nominations. I think it's a two horse race between Ubach and Luis Guzman. And I think Alana Ubach is the absolute winner. I agree. I mean, for me, she almost didn't get used enough, but agreed. Her getting super pissed, walking onto the floor turning on the charm and then immediately going back to super pissed her going off on Keckner for not having systems. I'll tell you the, the scene for me that I was like, okay, she gets it is when she says to Chavik Bright, you would do that for me. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. She sets him up. She butters the bread, wash the fucking dish <laughs> because this motherfucker really, they all respect his opinion and stuff all throughout the movie. Yeah. He's doling out this advice, real therapy. And 
She's the only one who breaks that veneer and says, you're a fucking dishwasher, man. Are you good at keeping secrets? Absolutely. Because I've got a, a present for you. Secret present outside by the dumpster. Is it a baseball mitt? It fits you like a baseball mitt, like a glove, I hope. Golden Dumpster nominees. Oh, my God. Jesus. There's a lot. Luis explaining the finer points of the game <laughs> with the chicken skin. Yes. Wendy Malik correcting Ryan's grammar during his hooker story. And then really the entire scene with Wendy Malik, Monty's mom. Yeah. Hector wanting to hang out with Justin. You know what? You think I do? I don't. <laughs> Anna demoralizing Ryan about their sex life. Alana Ubach faking a smile for a customer, then yelling at Bishop like we just talked about. Bishop's penis showing game metaphor. <laughs> the cook's <laughs> clock watching before the last customer arrives. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Three minutes. <laughs> And then Mitch's <laughs> rant concluded by landing the goat. A couple of other ones here. I've got the Scooby-Doo. <laughs> oh, oh. Supercharge that. Calvin's flashback <laughs> with the guy at the urinal staring at his dick. Oh, God. That's so funny. Wow, that's <laughs> nice a nice dick. dick. Calvin <laughs> stopping mid midway through the therapy session to show Luis the bat wing bit. <laughs> 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 it's so veiny. Dude, the look on his face when he hears footsteps because oh, he doesn't even know who it is. He just knows somebody's coming because he's deep in this. I need help with it. It just snaps out of it. <laughs> he pauses. He's like, hold on for a second. The Luis Guzman flashbacks. I'm asking for hand. <laughs> it was a thumb movie. Did you guys say Keckner with the tow truck driver? Oh, Rocco Dice Clay. And then finally, my pick. Yes, sir, Master. No bacon oh, on the side. Wow! <laughs> With the whipping, <laughs> the whipping of the towel. Goodness. Up until that, it was Luis Guzman flashbacks for me. Up until the dude started whipping him with the towel. Wow. I lost it, man. Maze? It's tough. This is a loaded field. Alana Ubach got Carl Weathers' ass off. She was my favorite part of this movie. So I'm going to go with... The Wendy Malik and Ryan Reynolds scene at the dinner table. Yeah. Wendy Malik is so deadpan with him. Ryan Reynolds usually provokes people into meeting him at his level in terms of energy, but I felt like she completely controlled that conversation and it was so good. I really felt like they were related. Zach? I would want to do more like Alana Ubach stuff, but her getting ass off, I think, covers it all. Fuck, man. You know what? It's. <laughs> it's when Luis Guzman sets up for someone to walk in on the goat yeah. and he notices Mitch is watching the training video. That's what it is, man. And he gets so excited. He's so excited. And then the bird calls to like try to get someone in. It's that whole effort by him. And then the payoff is fantastic. I almost went with Calvin showing him the bat wing, but no, it's got to be that. I also got to mention the garnish on my golden dumpster is Justin Long. Looking fucking traumatized. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at the table. Oh, shit. Well, Maze, you picked it, motherfucker. Motherfucker. I like that. Over file. This is one of the easiest files we've had in a long time. This movie was so funny. It's insanely problematic. It's insanely turn of the century, bitch. The bingo levels are off the charts. A major subplot involves. <laughs> showing testicles to other people which is really the big payoff of the whole movie it's not showing testicles to other people it's showing testicles to other people and then calling them gay that's an important part yeah. <laughs> you, you can't leave that out <laughs> you don't make them feel like shit afterwards this movie captures restaurant life 
in a way that hadn't been done before. I mean, we did Slam and Salmon. I think that this movie is a couple notches above Slam and Salmon, which was great. Don't get me wrong. We've talked about how this is the most loaded repeat offender cast. They made this movie for $3 million and almost every single actor in it is amazing. What a cast. Yeah. It's a file boys. I mean, as I said, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time. I didn't remember a lot of it. It was funny. I remember that much. And 15 years later or so, it's still funny. It is incredibly problematic. Uh, I'm problematic. He's a problem. But for the most part, the joke stuck for me. I don't know why. I, mean, I, I liked it. There was a little bit in the middle where I, for just, I couldn't even tell you how long it was. Yeah. But there was a moment where like, all right, what are we doing here? Which part? Like when the restaurant is starting to close? No, that's when it got back. So like the montage of like everything they're doing. The montage, everything's moving fast. I was like, all right, we get, get to it, get to it. But then when they got to the point where it's three minutes to go before the ball dropped, <laughs> <laughs> the towel swinging. That brought me back in and then finished strong. It's a file, man. I don't know how this movie qualified, to be honest with you. Zach? It's actually a really tough movie to do for Cinephobe. Oh, yeah. For note-taking because it took me forever. Fast and Furious with the dialogue. Everything. So it makes that a tough experience. But on the watch itself, look, I know... Whatever qualifiers you need for everything that's not kosher anymore and everything that's problematic, it's a fucking funny movie. I don't care. Like, it reminds me of the good times of TOCB comedy. And I know we're not supposed to say all that shit. It's a time capsule and it's a file. It's an easy file. Sweep it, boys. You don't have to have worked at a restaurant to relate to some of the situations that this movie presents. You have to have had any bad job ever. A hundred percent. Yes. Which pretty much anyone has had. Unless you're fucking Chet Douchebag with your... <laughs> well, he's making 48K a year now, right? engineering degree and your 48K a year, you're buying a house. Other than that, you've lived this life. Zach, did you have a Chet? I should have asked you that earlier. In my life? Yeah, like a specific... No, not really. I mean, everyone I went to high school with, I went to like a rich kid's high school. So everyone had more money. Everyone's way more successful. Same. Their families are more successful. Lawyers and shit, but... I actually think I probably got the coolest job out of anybody. Well, now, now, but I'm saying at the time. No, I wasn't really pressured like that because my friends were all kind of in the same position. When I was working at Whole Foods, I would see a couple parents of kids that I went to school with growing up, and that always felt kind of shitty. That was your chat. They weren't mean or anything, and they weren't, you know, telling me about their they knew who you were? electrical engineering degree. Yeah, they knew who I was. Yeah. Mr. Popular over here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> oh, it's a tall guy. When you're working a job you're not proud of and someone you know at all comes in, even if yeah. it's not well, you don't feel good. It's a terrible feeling. That's how I felt before Oakley. And then you were just crossing them up, dribbling in their face. Yo, I got discounts, bitch. Spitting fucking jargon facts about bulletproof sunglasses and shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> Iridium, dude. Well, Iridium's a finish. Just want to let you know. It's a polycarbonate blend for the lens material. Yeah, it's part of the Oakley. I got it. X metal frame. Uh-huh. Make sure you send us your Fober file, your golden dumpster, Lewis Pinnock Award, Five Horsemen, ass on, ass off. And hell, even your plot lift off. At Talk Hoops, at Darth Amin, at Corn Puzzle, at Count the Dings. Next time we make love, you introduce me to Jade.
Well, Zach, it actually is your turn, and you're not yeah, jumping the gun saying, is it my turn yet? Is it my turn yet? <laughs> is that how I sound? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It's my, my turn, turn guys. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of options on the board. I had narrowed it down to three, and I'll tell you the two I'm not picking, okay? Okay. There is an extra in this movie, Lucia Matrelier. Oh, God. You're trying to unseat Brett Rice, huh? <laughs> I don't know who they are in this movie. I just know they were in the movie House Guest with Sinbad and Phil Hartman. Oh, yeah. I really wanted to do that, but not going to do that one. One that I've wanted to do forever, Alana Ubach is in the movie Airborne. What's that? The rollerblading movie of the early 90s. I don't remember that movie. I haven't seen it in so long. I watched that movie so much as a kid. It was on TV all the time. Jack Black is in it. Seth Green. Oh, wow. What a cast. But not going to pick that either. Unfortunately, I believe all three of these are rentals or maybe House Guest was on like Hoopla or something. <laughs> Shout out to Hoopla. But what I'm picking here, I am trying to set us up for a means next pick. Because there's not a lot of places you can go, I mean, when I use Dane Cook as the daisy chain link <laughs> and go to Simon Says starring Dennis Rodman. What? Hold on. <laughs> hold on, man. I barely. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. It's 0% from the critics, 16 <laughs> from the audience. So you're trying to force double team is what you're trying to do. I'm trying to force double team for sure. What is this? There is fucking nobody in this movie. Is this future sport? <laughs> what is happening? What is this? Interpol agent Simon Dennis Rodman is gathering information about the weapons trade on the French Riviera and trying to pinpoint the man at its center. Meanwhile, Nick... Dane Cook, an old classmate of Simon's, asks him for help. Nick needs to rescue his employer's daughter, who appears to have been kidnapped by the same people Simon is tracking down. The pair must get to the bottom of the increasingly dangerous situation with the help of two monks and a feisty woman. By the way, the two monks, John Pinnett as Micro, a fellow cyber monk, and Ricky Harris as Macro, a fellow cyber monk. Boys, we are back in the 20th century, bitch. Yo, it oh doesn't God. get more 20th century <laughs> than this shit, okay? 